It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Howie McDuffie. Holiday style. Double song. Focus record. Barrel talk. Let me try to understand. Let me try. Let me try that. My life is all I have. My mind, my pen, my pad. And I'd have made it through the struggle. Don't judge me. What you say now won't watch me. Cause where I come from. So often, people you grew up with are laying in a coffin. But I'd have made it through the pain and strife. It's my time now, my world, my life, my life. It's based on life. Loading guns, telling my lawyers to get the case gone. I need the bills that the president's got their face on so I can switch my residence. Get a truck in the Lex. Check. I no longer have to wait for him. I made a couple ends, lost a couple friends. I light a because never will the struggle end. So you could judge him, but you ain't got it, you ain't in the road. So you really can't budge him. You ought to love him. They say you bugging it. I got a bigger bed, and I need a cover, and I ain't got friends. I got enemies, so if they with me, then that means they my brother. My life, all I have, my mind, my head, my head. And I done made it through the struggle, don't judge me. What you say now, won't watch me. Where I come from, so often. People you grew up with are laying in a coffin. But I done made it through the pain and strife. My time now, my world, my life, my life.
do out there tonight, family. You know, we like to thank all the uh, all the listeners on a regular basis. Share share the link with the with the uh, people out there. You know, that's the number one thing. We're not looking for for all. We're looking for the few. Let me get this thing on the let me get this thing on the roll. But we've been had a, a wild weekend, man. You know, so many things happening. Just had a uh, one of the homies from around the way just passed away the other day, man. It's just a real strange situation. You know, always you got to always be thankful for the time that you got here. You know what I mean? Because you never know when that time going to end. You understand? So. Deal with your time wisely. You can't get this time back at all. None of us can get uh, a minute back that passed. Uh, so you know, uh, but one of the homies he just he got released out of jail. You know what I mean? He had a uh, terminal cancer, so he got released from jail. So you know, under under the premise that he had terminal cancer, even though the doctor was telling him that he had a, a very slim chance that he might could make it, but the, but it was looking like he was going to go down. So, uh, you know, they let him home. And Saturday, was it, I believe it was Saturday, Saturday afternoon, around 6 o'clock, and son gets shot. You know what I mean? The brother goes to the hospital to go check on his son and uh, and the cancer, and he came to, to the uh, death that was calling on him. You know what I mean? Which is a wild thing, you know. He he go to, to check on his son, man. Make sure his son is all right. Give his son a couple words of encouragement. You know what I mean? And and, and from that point, you know, he he um, his life force gave out, or he gave up his life force. However you want to say, you know what I mean. But he returned back to the essence. You know, so uh, the community was like, wow, like, wow. That's, it was just definitely a strange thing to happen. So, we, you know, we're dealing with that in the community right now. But, it's, uh, you know, um, all in all, though, the, 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 his son is going, his son is not, you know, um, someone shot in the leg. So, you know, he, he, he's going to make it. He's not, it wasn't a life-threatening you know, gunshot wound. So, you know, we happy that he's going to make it. And we make sure that he, you know, we're going to put all heads forward to make sure that his, his outcome in life is, um, you know, with a greater call and a greater purpose due to the circumstances that he or there's already surrounding him. So that's what we got. That's what we got going on up here. You know what I mean? Just a little, little bit of uh, information from inside the community. You know what I mean? Uh, I know they might have been voting in your community also. They let the schools out up here to vote. Y'all go out. Did y'all go out there and vote? Did y'all go vote against them bond bills? Did y'all do a Bible automatic say get out there to the poll and vote against every bond that they had up? He said that would be about the only purpose of going to go vote is to vote against the bond. Anything other than that, you might as well just leave it alone.
Black Power, what's going on? Are you out there, Sister Camille? Black Power, BB for Holy A, my whole tap. Um, what's wrong with your king? Um, you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. But, you know, for the most part, we you know we we up and about. We up and about, you know what I'm saying? So you know, all I can say is I'm doing well. Every day up is better than down. <clears throat> I love when you say that. And uh, no, I didn't do what Baba Maddox said. I didn't vote at all. Well, that was the second best thing. That was the second best thing. Yeah, yeah that was the, definitely the second best thing, which is not to participate at all. So you can't be to blame for the bullshit. Nobody can say, hey, you voted a millionaire. No, I didn't. I didn't participate on that bullshit. But um, uh, oh yeah, I didn't give y'all the brother's name, brother Jess. Um, Jesse. Um, what's Jess like? Jesse Cherry. That's his last name, Cherry. Brother from Island, New Haven, Jesse Cherry. So you know, we like to, you know, send our rest of your hoo The brother Jesse Cherry. Ashe. Oh. You know, being ancestral round now, looking down. But, yeah, like I said tonight, we're going to put it on a different type of news. I see you had a couple of things going on in the um in the chill-out, Sister Camille. There was a couple of different articles in there. I threw something in there that was interesting, and I was... I don't want to go to that article first. I want to. I want to wait for for more of the family to be on the line. Even though we got we got callers on the line already, but I want I want more of the uh, co-hosts to be on when I put this out there. I got a very interesting article. I had been uh, listening to uh, old shows, and I had listened to the one where. Um, the fraud squad came on about uh, evolution, and um, I remember how you in the suits and yo know, y'all really uh you know had them back up against the wall, and uh, so it, it was because I listened to it. I was looking for um that link that the suit had gave on that show, that showed that all the um, pre-human or hominid fossils that they uh, claim to have so far, none is a complete set. And that was the thing that has shocked me the most about it. You know what I mean? That these are not even <laughs> complete sets. Like some is like a fragment of a, a head, uh, just a jaw. Uh, you might find two uh, humus uh, or, or, or tibulas, uh, a fibula here, there. And, you know, Motherfuckers speaking matter of factly, and 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 not dealing with the reality that at the end of the day it is a guesswork, and 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 that's why it stays a theory, you know. So that's what had prompted me to uh, share some things that I was searching in the hangout uh, today. Now, now you say that right. Now listen, listen to what they do with this thing, this thing theory. 
And I listened to him trying to expound on on this that the the problem is is that we're looking at the theory of evolution or the evolutionary theory with the wrong definition. We're defining it wrong. Okay, we're defining it wrong. That's our problem. And I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Pull this up real quick. So uh so I mean won't be correct. I'm both the wrong definition, excuse me. You start talking about evolution and take me theory definition, yeah. Let me see. Let's go to Miriam. We're gonna go with Miriam Webster. We're going with Miriam Webster. All right. They're saying theory. One, an idea, a set of ideas that is intended to explain facts or events. The second one, an idea that is suggested or presented as possibly true but is not known or proven to be true. Three, the general principles are ideas that relate to a particular subject. Now, they're saying that the theory of evolution is one, and we're thinking it that it's two. See, they're saying that now I'm gonna read. Now they got now that's the first part. Now they got four definitions. They got six different ones. Man, all right, you got the first one says the analysis of a set of facts in in their relation to one another. Two, abstract thought, speculation. Three, the general or abstract principles of a body of fact, a science, or an art, music theory. Four, A, a belief, policy, or procedure proposed or followed as the basis of action. Her method is based on the theory that all children want to learn. Four, B, an idea or hypothetical set of facts, principles, or circumstances often used in the phrase in theory. In theory, we have always advocated freedom for all. Five, a plausible, a scientifically acceptable general principle or body of principles offered to explain phenomena, the wave theory of life. Six, a, a hypothesis assumed for the sake of argument or investigation. Six, b, an unproved assumption, conjecture. Six, c, a body of theorems presenting a concise, systematic view of a subject. So they're saying that we're using the wrong, that, that for the theory of evolution, we're using the wrong definition. We're taking it like it's, like it's speculation. We're taking it like it's one thing, but it's really the analysis of a set of facts in their relation to one another. But it's really just the analysis of a set of facts. And we're taking it like it's just, and they're saying that we're taking it like it's abstract thought or something. Or, 
or we're taking it as like an idea that is suggested or presented as possibly true, but that is not known as true. They say we're taking it like that, but really it's just what the theory of evolution is, is explanation of the facts that they got. I don't think they understand they facts. <laughs> okay, well, Australopithecus means what? It means southern ape, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> After the, the article that I got from The Guardian today, which I wasn't even aware of, this was a... Uh, came out um, two years ago, um, October the 17th. And according to the Crack of Beast, this is under anthropology, they had discovered a head that they're now saying throws the whole story of human evolution into disarray. After reading this article, you know, it dawned on me. <clears throat> when they're talking about... Uh, from what from what I'm seeing, they have found apes, right? <laughs> and they are making these apes human. They're, it is no different to me than the Piff Down Man. It's no different. They're finding bones of apes and trying to make these apes be the progenitors of the human race so that the cracker beast can find his place. Because he, and you know why? Because he found his relatives in the Neanderthals. He found the Neanderthals, looked at his own skull and said, God damn, wait a minute, our skull bounced just like this motherfucker's skull. Wait a minute, we got to make everybody come from apes. We, we too close to the apes, but not everybody has to come from the apes. Okay, and they're saying in this same cracker beast are saying now that the analysis of this skull, they're calling it, um, this was found at uh, the Manisi, right, small town in southern Georgia. They're saying now that analysis of the skulls and other remains at this site suggests that scientists have been too ready to name separate species of human ancestors in Africa. Many of those many of the species may now have to be wiped from the textbook. What that mean?
know that people go back further than that. See, they know humans go back that far, so they try to figure some shit out. You can't explain, as y'all had exposed on that show, how do you have a Neanderthal, right? You're saying that it started at 600,000 years ago. And we got African sapiens doing their thing. How can two of these completely different species be existing, but they're the same? They derive from the same African parent. How how that happen? How that happen? How? Why? What did this? What, what evolution was this? That's what I'm saying. That's why they lying. They don't want it. They. Devante Pablo already busted their ass when he said that the Neanderthal, the Neanderthal mitochondrial DNA go back to an unknown creature. Some unknown. It ain't. It don't go back to hominid. Like they try to, you know, it don't go back to what they say the human is. Okay. <clears throat> Another section of this says, but while the skull itself is spectacular, it is the implications of the discovery that have caused scientists in the field to draw breath. Over decades, excavating sites in Africa, notice in Africa, right? Researchers have named half a dozen different species of early human ancestors. But most, if not all, are now on shaky ground. Listen, listen, let me... When they, when they say half a dozen, like, what what, the, what are they referring to? He brought Griffin, piece of the fan, like Paul. Half a dozen, yeah, half a dozen, like, which, which, half a dozen, like, different species of the same hominid, like, that don't even make no sense. Well, they mean that all the different so-called species that the Cracker Beast says was here, that evolved, uh-huh. like, uh, uh, Homo habilis, you know, yeah, but but the evolution just stopped though. So now we at a certain point, the shit don't it don't happen no more. We don't evolve no more. So we at the last. This is the last stage. Is us like the, the modern day human so called. They say we still evolving. They they say we still evolving. <laughs> they say we so still evolving. I'm telling you, listen. I'm, it, you, they say we still evolving. Right. That's where the transgender comes from. Happen. See, they making the evolution happen through eugenics. They making uh, evolution happen. And they're using media and all that. That's why they want us all to breed together. Because that would be the new genesis. Or that would be the new evolution right there. Because then you'll have the complete split. You'll have those over there. And then you'll have a certain sect that's, that's separate totally. Because everybody else will be mixed in with the African gene real well. Now, um, I want to put this in by the dude Joe Hansen, right? Mm-hmm. Right, um... And now, um, Joe Hansen, the one who I'll find this Australopithecus and shit, right? So now, let me read what Joe Hansen say right here. Joe, Joe Hansen, um, now, this, this is what Joe Hansen say about Australopithecus and just uh, fossils in general and hunting. He says, there is no such thing as a total lack of bias. I have it. Everybody has it. 
The fossil hunter in the field has it, and everybody who is looking for hominids, there is a strong urge to learn more about where the human line started. If you are working back at around three million, as I was, that is very seductive because you begin to get an idea that there, that idea that 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 is where Homo did start. You begin straining your eyes to find Homo traits and fossils of that age. So now he's telling on his show that look, man, when mm-hmm. I was. I just, you know, I'm back there. I'm looking for some shit. So, hey, it make it more easier to find it. Everything starts looking like it. Soon as I find it, that, that look quite homo right there. It gotta be, cause ain't nobody else hey. the first one finding this shit. So you define it. Exactly. So then he also saying, from what I'm hearing, is so if somebody else come with another finding or different evidence, he's saying, well, this person is putting his bias on this shit like I'm putting my bias on this shit, so his shit can't be no more credible than what mine is because we all bias at some point. Yeah, so we came with factual. You feel me? what happened. See, since they know yeah. that they already can have they already they have their body that's already set up, but this is what the curriculum that we give it. This is what it's going to be. So we already got it slanted like this. If you come with anything that go, don't go along with this line, it don't get put in. We don't care how spectacular the line is, man. And what you what you say that was called again, bro? Peer something. You said uh-huh. it's called when a group is when a group is so called credited scholars uh, give you okay, a, peer, a, review. A, a peer review. Yeah, so that's what you're pretty much speaking on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't they won't peer review it, or if they do peer review it, they won't publish it. See, that's the thing about yeah. it, review, it got to get published. That's when it's, when it's published, that's when they say it's credible. Credible, yeah. There's a lot of information that go in that's, that's credible information, but you don't get it because they don't publish it, because it goes against yeah. what they want it to be. This is, this is what I was saying about, I'm like, yo, listen, man, the one thing that the one thing that I'll be looking for when, I, when I'll be looking inside this different information, all I look for is different type of tools. Once I find the tools, I don't want to hear nothing, man. It's people here. I don't want to hear nothing. If I find tools that go back three, four million years, then I, and I find incision on bones and shit like that, then it's people. I don't want to hear none of that other shit, man. You can say whatever. I don't got you. Don't got to find nobody. I found the tools. So now, if I can find people that go back, because I already know Africans go back way further than what the fuck they're trying to tell us, man. That's just some bullshit. That's just some bullshit. I can't actually agree with it. I can't agree. I can't agree with their timeline. I can't agree with us coming up through some eight like that. It's just, it's just totally. I, I don't know no Africans come over here, man. I talk to Africans when they come over here, and I ask them that all the time. Do they got a story that we came from out of eight? Did we come from monkeys? You know what I'm saying? And no, none of them got no story about how we came from about no eight. I'm talking about, I talk to brothers from all up and down the West Coast, brothers from on the East Coast. So, you know, brothers from out in Sudan, brothers from Kenya, you know what I mean? Brothers from Sierra Leone, I don't talk to brothers from Ghana, Mali, Ethiopia. Uh, and nobody got no, nobody's talking about no story that they heard of back when they was little, the grannies told the story, grandma and them told the story about how we came 
came from some ape a long time ago. Did you ever ask him, Big Bro? Did you ever um, ask him about the uh, the myth of dinosaurs? Because I ain't never heard any African scholar really speak about dinosaurs as well. But what I see is the European always trying to use the dinosaur and the caveman as his link to antiquity. But I never really heard no African scholars speak on, uh, you know what I'm saying, the antiquity of dinosaurs in, in connection with, with, with African you know, with African people. I, you know what I'm saying? I never heard of it either, but I've seen some wild-ass stories that have, have yet to find that they was credible, but I've seen some wild wild things. I'm I'm still trying to get verification on some, some glyphs down in uh, Mexico or some triceratops and, dating, and some dating on that stuff. Trying to get some dates on this right now that, that's credible. But I'm never. I, I don't find. I don't find too many uh, people talking about dinosaurs. If it's some, if it's some big lizards down there in the middle of the in the middle of the jungle down there, maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. I, they always find dinosaurs everywhere else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I've never. I've never seen this. I've never seen. Like I've seen some. Like up here, I'm in Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. In Connecticut, they got like shit that's like dinosaur footprints inside of like a riverbed here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but some of them is little, some of them bigger. You feel me? They got some shit that's supposed to be dinosaur footprints. But I've never seen them dig up no bones, right? I've never seen, like, you know how everybody got cameras and shit right now. I've never seen them just always see reenactments of them getting something big up out the ground. Unless it's some type of whale, or unless it's some type of animal that you already is, is a known animal. But anything other than that, I've never seen him get it out the ground. And now with all the technology that we got, do I ever have I ever seen live? They found it. Look at this, you know. You understand what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm with you. Like, 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 got that Boy, like, Mr. Star, world star, we got the dinosaur bones right yeah, now. And so, uh, and so it's, it's the little credibility that they don't have. They don't have too much credibility with me. And also, I used to go to Yale, at, and I used to be in this program that takes you to the Peabody Museum, right? And, well, it didn't take you there. That's where, that's where the program was at. It was in the museum. And the dinosaur bones that's there and all over the world, uh, all over in, the, in all of the uh, museums, none of them was real. I know that. None of those. So it's just mold. Pretty much yeah, they just they mold. mold. They just made molds and bones and put some shit together. Yeah, like that's what they say. All of them. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what they say. All of it is, is like uh, the, the molds and shit. You know. Mm-hmm. But you can't. It's hard to trust this joker with this sort of thing. The shit he pulling, man. He pulls anything. He'll pull anything. Mm-hmm. He'll put a whole bunch of stuff together, man, and be like, look, there was a dinosaur. That was a dinosaur. He put the bones together, man. Look what he's doing with the Neanderthal. Look, look what he's doing with these other things. He got, we'll think about saying he got two shoeboxes full of stuff. And, 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 he got and that's really real. He got two shoeboxes full, and he got, yo, listen, I got a book called The Last Humans. He got about 13 different goddamn species right there, broken down, evolved, one from another. I heard something about a finding where they said the dude took some motherfucking bones and shit 
or some ca- Caucasian and then planted him out in the site and act like he dug the shit up and was like, yeah, this proves it. But when they tested this shit, they was like, man, this shit don't have, you know what I'm saying, enough carbon in it to have even been here this fucking long. So basically the niggas was out there shamming and shit. But they said that they planted some fossils out there and shit like they dug them up. Exactly, and that this article proved to me proves that they don't know what the fuck is going on. So any African spouting this theory and shit like it's actual fact, you're now on shaky ground as well. And you know another thing, why y'all all up in our motherland looking for your place? You know what I'm saying? Why why you not in the Caucasus Mountains? Looking for your for your your answers. What about in the Caucasus Mountains? Because they found what they need to find in the Caucasus. They found it. They said, "Oh hell no! Wait a minute. We need a new origin. We need a new origin. We need a new origin. We can't do this one." If I was an archaeologist, that's exactly where I'd be at right now. And the car out there trying to find out where these creatures motherfucking came from. Who are they? And the thing is also, like, while they digging through Africa looking for shit, they could be finding older findings that make us, take us back yeah, to the further. But, but they might be smearing, they smearing that shit or they getting rid of shit, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. Right now I'm reading this, you know, the book that Mikara suggested to show the people in the caucuses. White man said it. Well, he keep finding shit that dates us back older and older and older. He can't, he can't go look for his history. He already know what's back there. He knowing he don't want to bring that to the light, so he has to look at himself in his savagery. I'm trying to find the quote where the white man says this. Like, he don't want to look at himself for what he is. And if he got to do that, then, then it's going to be a problem. He's going to be forced either change or he's going to be forced into a situation where at the Neanderthal hunger for this is uh, delusions, deception, and distortion. Page 231. It's like if the Neanderthal hunger for identity and time is as strong as it seems, then Jews in Israel will prefer to bring about a nuclear holocaust than lose Israel. At least even in a horror of world destruction, they would have been around at the beginning and end. It is, it is the ultimate in identity and time. Now he's saying this about being here from then and end because they use, you know, they use Bible as a goddamn parameter. Mm-hmm. They use Bible as a parameter. So they like, look, you know, these. I'm telling you, man. I want. I'm gonna find this shit with this. I say because we gotta remember until we had our own people uh, studying, doing that field work. So there was a lie here. There was a lie for centuries that the planet Earth start the date starting time was four thousand and four BC. Okay, that was the lie. <laughs> this lie goes modern times, nineteenth century. This was still out there. They even had one Doctor Lightfoot who gave a time. You know, I think it was like um, 9 a.m., and he said it was October the 23rd. I, I, let me get my book, and I'll come back to that October date. But it was 9 a.m., 
talking to before saying something like in the Bible it says that the earth is like 6,000 years old or some shit like that. Yeah, no, that's what, it's, that's what the Bible says. If, yeah. you count, if you go through Genesis and you do the genealogy, you get, six, you get around 6,000 years. Yeah. These jokers in there and they pump that as real reality. A shame. You know, okay. and, and because they sick in the head. Look what the wife is saying that because he's poking that mess so I'm going to just read this little other little quote for the white man real quick. It's, it's the white man says that the focus of the Yale Symposium, he went to a Yale Symposium, right? You know what I mean? That was, um, and now he's talking about the focus of the Yale Symposium was the fervent but unfounded assumption by African-American clerics that Christianity was the only religion capable of defeating racism throughout the world. They held the symposium to develop ideas or strategies, but in my view, which I tried to defend with actual evidence, not hopeful belief, was that Christianity is and always was fundamentally racist, racist ethnocentric, anti-feminist, and that the God of the New Testament, while not as violent as the God of the Old Testament, contained plenty of of believing me to be damned, intolerance, and inhumanity. Let me tell you, leave that shit alone. You got to leave that alone now. He's talking about you want the, the Bible for you. Whose book is that, bro? You was reading from just now? Chosen people from the caucuses. No, no, that passage you read just came from what author? That passage you just read came from what author? The, uh, like, what, Michael what Bradley. Okay, white boy, Caucasian. Yeah. I got to get that yeah. book, and I need that Paul Guthrie, uh, Making of the White Man. Oh, yeah, that, that Making of the White Man. Is so, so. <laughs> I, I need that. But um, I want to correct myself, not 19th century, as late as the 17th century, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Authorities on the question of when uh, man came around as late as the 17th century, the most widely accepted authority on this question was the King James Version of the Bible. Archbishop Usher, one of the authorities of the Bible, calculated the year of the creation of the world as 4004 B.C. The result of his studies was given in 1650 in a book entitled Annals of the Ancient and New Testament. He arrived at this result by adding up whatever chronological data the Bible afforded. First, he added up the six days of creation and the following day of rest. Then he recorded 130 years of Adam before the birth of Seth, his third son. Then the 105 years of the life of Seth prior to the birth of his son, Enos, This was followed by numerous genealogies of biblical characters right down to the beginning of the Christian era. A few years later, Dr. John Lightfoot, vice chancellor of Cambridge University, gave the exact date and hour of the creation of the world, namely October 23rd, 4004 B.C. at 9 a.m. Black power. (laughs) 
black power. from Ages of Gold and Silver by the one they love to say, John G. Jackson, the master teacher. Mm-hmm. What, page, what page is that? What page is that, Sister Camille? King, it's in the beginning of the book, right out the gate. <laughs> right out the gate. Okay? Tap page one. Out the gate. And the chapter is titled, The Early Ages of the World. All right, that's for the, that's for the people, so, you know, so the people know exactly where to go look. We don't want, you know, we don't want them to say, we're, you know, when you decided to work, you ain't you ain't give all the information. Ooh. Okay, so it's not until they start coming into Africa while we're in bondage and finding these things there, finding the Sphinx, finding the remains of our temples. The pyramid text, the unis, t- finding these things. That oh, we got to change that up. Mm-hmm. Black power. All right. Further add to the suspicion of official stories, 
The narrator begins with a man found after allegedly shooting himself seven times in the head with a nail gun and suicide with a question mark. Really kind of an odd way to go out, isn't it? These crazy conspiracy theorists might even say it sounds like he was tortured. Then there was a man found in the bathtub with his throat slit. The strange thing is that the knife was found underneath him at death. Somewhat strange again, no? Have you heard about the man jumping off the 13th floor of a building after winning $10 million? Um, I'm sure the stress of which family members to help was just too burdensome. I'm being sarcastic. How many people do you know who've been run over on their morning job? Would it surprise you to learn that some professional circus circles, a morning job can be quite hazardous to your health, resulting in instant death. All right. I'm going to find this thing. Um, yeah, King, you got to put that in the hangout. Hold on. I got to find this. This is just, just like an overview. Just like an overview. This is a real, it was a good one. I didn't, I didn't watch the video because I looked at the, the site. I was reading the site, so now I got to find the site again. I'm going to put that in, though. I'm going to put that in the hangout. Um, you already speak on that, uh, that Russian plane that went down coming out of uh, out of Kemet. Hit like 171. Last time I looked, it was 171 on that flight, uh, Russian, Russian airline, tourist flight. Niggas coming from Egypt going back to Russia, St. Petersburg. So that's like 171. I'm figuring it had to be mostly, you know what I'm saying, cave backs. That's 171 confirmed down. They said it was 224 total deaths, but they said they found already 171 bodies. Anybody already picked that out? Nah. Mm-mm. You hear about that shit? Nah, nah but like nah. now if uh, all of them were uh, the crashers, <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful sure. damn thing. Big, I didn't hear about that though. Um, I'm about to check that. I'm about to check yeah, that. Yeah, let me see. Can I have a... I'm gonna hold on. Listen, damn. Let me let me see how long. Let me see how long this video is, real quick. And I might just play. Give me one second. Give me one second. Why the king is doing that? that? Nah, I ain't hear about that. Okay, I'm pulling it up now on my Google joint. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. They said it was uh, the air, the conditions, outside conditions broke the plane in half. That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. I said 171. Now, I know it ain't too many, you know what I'm saying, of our folks catching no plane from Egypt to fucking Russia. Here it is. Russian plane crash. Probe turns toward who had access. I said, that's got to be mostly crackers. Uh, it got, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. Man, it got to be. All crackers. Yeah. Says Metro Jet crash. Investigators report unusual sounds on cockpit recorder 233. Um, investigators probing what caused a passenger plane to crash Saturday in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula have turned their attention to who was on board and who would have access to the Doom jetliner before takeoff. An airplane source told NBC News that Egyptian security at 
uh, Sharm El Sheikh Airport has been focused on who gained entry to the departure hall, was part of the catering and or cleaning services, and had permission to be in the departure lounge. Metrojet operated Airbus A321, which was headed for St. Petersburg, was carrying 224 people on board, mostly Russian vacationers visiting the Red Sea Resort. No one survived. The entry over the Russian charter jet's final moments has only deepened as aviation experts float two theories. Either there was a bomb smuggled on board or some sort of catastrophic mechanical failure occurred in mid-flight. American intelligence sources told NBC News that none of the passengers or crew members were found on any U.S. terrorism databases. U.S. officials on Monday also dismissed earlier speculations that a missile could have struck the airliner since infrared satellite imagery showed no possible heat trail (laughs) that would have come from a launched missile. Similarly, Russian media reports there were no signs of blast-related trauma found on the recovery on the recovered bodies, Metrojet officials said at the news conference that the pilots never dispatched that they were in distress and made no effort to contact Egyptian traffic controllers in an event in the event that the crew saw something headed the plane's way. Russian Interfax news agency meanwhile claimed that the sounds taken from the cockpit recording from the airliner's black box were uncharacteristic of a standard flight. So now they're trying to make it sound like it was a terrorist act, you know what I'm saying? When they, they could clearly see that it was, but they're trying to throw some shit in there. Because you know Russia was fucking bombing on a... What they what they start bombing uh, one of the Middle Eastern, so-called Middle Eastern countries? Say that again, bro. Hold on, who's that? Who is that yelling in like that? We can't hardly hear you. <clears throat> Excuse me, we can't hardly hear you. <clears throat> Whoever that was, we can't hardly hear you. Sound like a uh, real faraway echo. Well, Brother Griff, where did this plane crash at? It was still in uh, on the continent of Africa. Yeah, they said it crashed on the Sinai, Egyptians, uh, Egypt Sinai Peninsula. You see, uh, yeah, it says uh. Investigators probing what caused the passenger plane to crash Saturday in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula have turned their attention to who was on board. So, yeah, he said it went down on Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. I'm not sure exactly geographically where that's at. They said it was mostly Russian vacationers visiting the Red Sea Resort. No one survived 224 on board. That's a nice hit right there. Ancestors was working a nice move right there. He got all 224. That's the piece that connects um, Jordan and Saudi Arabia to um, mm-hmm. Egypt. Is that right? Because remember now, the Sinai, uh, uh, Mount Sinai is in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, most northern part of Egypt, right before you get to that little piece, that little peninsula. Okay. Yes, uh, I got my bath out, King. That's right. <laughs> no doubt. Listen, right? So, 
me see. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, you know, that's Russia. You know what I'm saying? Russia got a lot of top, top, uh, you know, they, 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 they got a lot of top bankers, scientists, and uh, all I wonder if any of them was on board that plane. Yeah, because they saying, like, they trying to figure out if it was pretty much somebody on board that would have been a target for a terrorist attack. All right. Now, yeah. we're talking about science. All right, man. You're looking at scientists, top scientists who done died. Yo, listen, man. We got we got over 150 in the last. In the last now we saying I'm saying look right in the last 11 years, right? We got over 150. I'm talking about top top scientists in all different types of fields. Doctors in all types of shit. We got 2004. Uh, Doctor Tulu, Doctor Tulu, age 45. Um, Where is he for signs of African cat? Now listen, right? He joined mm-hmm. the health department in 1970, 1997, and served for five years as the county's lone epidemiologist. He was charged with trafficking the health of the county, including the spread of diseases such as <laughs> Um, <clears throat> coordinated the efforts to address major health concerns in Dallas County, such as the West Nile virus outbreak of the past few years, and worked with the media to inform public. He was found face down dead in his office. Uh, that same year, you had Dr. Paul Nor- Norman, age 52. He was dead June 27. He was um he got into an accident. He was in, uh, let me see, he was pilot. He got into a, a plane, uh, he got into a plane crash. He was an expert in chemical and biological weapons. He traveled the world lecturing on defending against the scourge of weapons of mass destruction. Um, he was a chief scientist for the chemical and biological defense at the Ministry of Defense Laboratory at Porton Down, Wiltshire. Uh, another cracker, he's 67, a nuclear physicist, poison with a huge dose of arsenic. He was a nuclear researcher with uh, McDonnell Douglas. Police investigating will not say how Mullen was exposed to the arsenic. Um, another cracker, uh, Edward Hoffman. Uh, let me see. He was a professor and a scientist who held a leadership position within UCLA. He worked for the human, he, he worked developing the first human pet scanner. Live um, busted, 50, uh, 53, from unknown. He died from unknown causes. He worked in the Department of Energy. Uh, he was one of the first people dealing with the congressional building and media sites during the anthrax scare. He worked at the National Laboratory and uh, the Sandia National Laboratories in Albuquerque as an expert in bioterrorism. His team, his team came up with a new technology used against biological and chemical agents. Now, put that out, me, bro. Put that out when they when they say he died from unknown causes. You feel me? Now, with all the technology you got, you say a motherfucker died. You don't know if he had a stroke, if he was poisoned. You just say you don't know how he got how he died. That's real questionable shit right there. Uh, unknown causes. Mm-hmm. Yo, listen, mm-hmm. man. It's so many doctors died. Yo, you know, in 2004, too, was it? Was this time they was going into? I they was going up in Iraq. They was doing a lot of wild shit then. 2004 got um, a whole mass of uh, doctors just killed off. 
Another doctor found mutilated. His body found mutilated. He was an um, Iraqi Ph.D. chemist, another one, 54 uh, scientist. And, uh, you know, he suddenly developed pneumonia-like symptoms and died in two weeks. He, did, he opposed the disposal of sewage uh, waste program of exposing humans to sludge. He was a biochemist at Harvard Medical School specializing in infectious diseases. We got another one, 52, another professor, John Clark. He was found um, hung in his holiday home. Uh, he led the Rosman Institute in Metallurgian, one of the world's leading animal biotechnology research centers. He played a crucial role in creating the transgenic sheet that earned the Institute worldwide fame. <clears throat> the motherfucker who, who created, yeah, the motherfucker who helped create the transgenic sheet, the hung himself. Somebody hung him. Hold on. He helped create, he helped create what? The transgenic, the world's first transgenic dolly. Remember they made that motherfucking sheet, the clone sheet? I said. He's the one who, he, that's him. John Clark, that's him. He, he, uh, he, played, he played a crucial role in it. And the help on it, uh, let me see what else. He was put in charge of a product, of a project to produce human proteins which could you which could be used in the treatment of human diseases in sheep's milk. Clark and his team focused their study on the production of the alpha I antitrypsin protein, which is used for the treatment of cystic fibrosis. Professor Clark also founded three sprint out firms from Rosalind, PPL Therapeutics, Rosgen and Rosalind Biomass. So he was doing a lot of shit right here. We got another nuclear scientist, shot dead in Baghdad. He was practicing nuclear physicist. He was 40 years old, uh, a 32-year-old doctor, fatal explosion of a car. He was at Walmart. His car blew up on him. It was no accident. Local 6 News has learned, found inside a burned car. Witnesses said the man left the store about 11 p.m. into this four tourist car when it exploded. Investigators said they found the Duraflame log and propane canisters on the front passenger seat. Allison had a college degree in molecular biology and biotechnology. We got another cracker, Montague, 61. He died in Mexico, no cause stated. Uh, later they said he had a pulmonary embolism, Ph.D. head of U.S. Infectious Disease Unit under Tommy Thompson. Man, mm-hmm. these infectious disease people ain't getting it. Expert in AIDS program and microbiology infectious diseases. Then we got another Iraqi nuclear scientist shot dead north of Baghdad. He was on his way to work at the university. Uh, let me see what he did. He was a professor at the local university. Uh, they don't say what he did. Got another one, Tom Thorne and his wife. They were two wildlife scientists. Uh, they were experts in chronic wasting disease and, and brickolosis and were killed in the snowy weather crash. He was an internationally known entomologist, expert, oh, Darwin Kenneth Best. He was born 51. Um, Darwin disappeared the early morning hours of June 3rd. He, was, he disappeared. So, um, uh, Darwin was declared legally dead the first week of March 2004. He disappeared. Media 
A lot of these cats, man, be, be be trying to really do some fucking research, trying to do something for humanity, not knowing they working with some straight fucking gangsters. And then them niggas get the call like, look, I want you to bottle that shit up, and I want you to kill these masses of motherfuckers over here. And some of them conscious to a certain degree be like, well, nah, I didn't know I wanted to. I ain't trying to do that. Yo, like, they, got they got another microbiologist, mm. and... They they saying that his murder might have been linked to a bioweapons uh, by a hepatitis outbreak in Russia. But then we got the uh, um, Lee Wong after suffering a blood clot on the brain. Lee was spearheaded organizations fight against global threats from bird flu, AIDS, and other infectious diseases. He was the World Health Organization Director General since 2003. Yeah, I remember when he died. I remember that. All right. He was um he had no history of ill health. Then we got another guy. We got another one. He was hit while he was riding the bicycle. <laughs> riding the bicycle. This means meteorology and uh climate change. He specialized in analyzing aerosols, airborne solid and liquid particles in the atmosphere. In recent years he was senior atmospheric Scientists in the Earth Sun Exploration Division have played a key role in the development of NASA's Terra Satellite, which collects data about the atmosphere. Damn. Damn, boy, shit, boy. Mr. Charlie ain't playing. Like, nigga, he's got another one. 29. 29. He got got marked off. He was found in the pond. He was um, a doctorate student who studied receptors, cells, and Regis Professor David Pewitt. Biochemistry and Molecular Biology Laboratory. He knocked off another 23-year-old. He found gags and stabbed up. He was an expert in eco-friendly fuels. He suffered 47 separate injuries. Uh, damn, they stabbed him 196 times. <laughs> that sounds like that sound like torture, like they were trying to get some information out of his ass. Now then we got Bruce yeah, we got Bruce Ed, um Bruce Edwards Irvin, sixty two, died july twenty ninth of an overdose. He committed suicide prior to formal charges being filed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation for an alleged criminal connection to the two thousand one anthrax attack. Irvin was likely sole was likely solely responsible for the deaths of five persons and the injury of dozens of others resulted from the mailings of several anonymous letters. Um, the letters contained the anthrax uh basculus, anthracis commonly referred to as anthrax. Urban was a co-inventor on two U.S. patents for the anthrax vaccine technology. Damn, we got another one. Damn. Damn. Fine body quantum medicine. Uh, Among his notable accomplishments was discovering an antitoxin treatment for bioweapons. They knocked his ass off. Is that an anti-what treatment? Uh, anti-toxin treatment for bioweapons. So a cure for that shit, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Knocked his ass off behind that. Hold up, boy. <clears throat> so this is like, when you peep it, when motherfuckers go into full engagement with the beast, you got to realize the motherfuckers, one of his first little moves is going to be some biochemical warfare and shit. So he's got to be kind of prepared for that type of that type of attack. Yo, this is all type of, I'm talking about these is, yo, these is all type of people in biochemistry, nanotechnology, disease transmission. I'm talking about these 33 33, 45, 29. Like, I'm saying, listen, right? If you 80, okay. You 66, 66, 67, I'm still giving you, you might done died or something. But for anything 60 and under, you ain't yeah. supposed, to, you're just supposed to find this many dead scientists yeah. under. Yo, listen, this is, this got to be almost 100. It got to be about 100 of them right here, man. So I guess they don't revere uh, science the way uh, some Africans like to say how to crack a love science. They love science, buddy. They love science. You can't just all these crackers are going to just die like this. Listen, that's all in one field. See, that's what I'm saying. This is the problem with it is all in one field, right? All in one field. Like, like yeah. all surrounding certain areas, you just, like, the, it started to become... Like this, the anomaly type shit. But I'm gonna get to this one real quick. Now I got a, I got a story. Seventy four. I mean, I'm gonna read this one to you on real quick. I'm, I'm gonna put all this stuff. Damn, I'm, I'm fucking around. Let me put this stuff in the chat room. I'm messing around. I'm messing around. Go ahead, y'all. If y'all want to say anything, y'all say something. So let me put this in the chat room. Basically, you just know where the beat's coming from. That's gonna be his first motive of, 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 of attack. Then he can just be like, instead of saying, okay, you know what I'm saying, I was coming for any in the black messiah or what have you, the nigga just like, it was an outbreak, you know what I mean? They didn't get their vaccine, so the niggas got wiped out. They should have got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That shit, whoa. And all around microbiology and, 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 and diseases and treatments and, and, and for diseases. But that just tell you where warfare going now. Like niggas just going right now. They just throwing shit in the air, putting something in the wind. I mean, like that's gonna be the main uh, attack mode. It's gonna be biochemical warfare. So niggas gotta get up on them. Niggas gotta get up on they. Uh, gotta get up on your on your game as far as the microbiology go. If you're gonna be able to bang with the beast, that's gonna be another that field we have to take. You know what I mean? Take up as far as knowing. Knowing how to handle that side of the game. Alright. So it's my time. Let me. I can't fucking paste this shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Listen, listen. This I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put it in the. Um. I'm gonna put it in the group. Right. I'm going to put it in our group, and, and somebody from the group, and y'all put it in the chat room, because for some reason, I'm trying to paste it, and it won't paste in there. And, uh, let me see if I can paste it in the group. Let me paste it in here real quick. Okay. Yeah, there it go. 
Yeah, so I, that's the that's the that's the story I was just reading. Well, that's all the different scientists I was just reading that list, and I didn't. I'm saying I didn't get to not even a quarter of the list. I didn't read a quarter of that list at all. When I got to two, listen, I got 2004. When I got to 2006, I stopped. I stopped. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to read all this. I just wanted to give y'all a little sample. Um, and that that's on us. It's a it's a website, stevequail.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. Say that again, bro. Say that website again. It's S. It's Steve Quail. Steve Quail. Yeah, and like Dan Quail. Q U A Y L E. So that's that's, that's crazy that's, as hell. Yeah, that's that's right, right there. All right, let me see. I don't know why I kind of, I don't know why I kind of paste that in there, but when the family do that, that that'd be good. That'd get that moving. Let me see. Let me see. All right. All right. Um. Now it it should be up to. 75 right now. Um, I don't know why this is the link I'm looking at right now. But it should be up to 75. But we're going to stick with the 74 like the story says. And uh, we're going to deal with uh, neon, uh, nettle.com, neon nettle.com. 74 NASA scientists have been killed in the last two years. What's going on? This story is from April 9th, 2015. Uh, Albert, uh, let's see, uh, NASA scientist Albert Bahar died in a plane crash in January 2015 in Los Angeles, making a total of 74 scientists dead in two years. Alberto Bahar has helped to prove that there had once been water on Mars. Having worked on two missions to Mars, he was also a robotics expert who researched how robots function in harsh environments such as underwater or inside volcanoes. The unusually high number of scientists' deaths in recent years has made people question whether this death was suspicious or not. Bahar was an expert pilot. He was a flight instructor for both planes and helicopters. The weather conditions were clear, and for some reason his plane just started to lose altitude. The Van News airport pilot, Kashif Kursid, said, I can't see what be what will be the cause of something like this. He was very knowledgeable, competent, and thorough. This is just one of the most recent cases of a prominent scientist's suspicious death over the past two over the past two years. Seventy four leading medical and NASA scientists have died. Almost all are officially labeled suicide or an accident. Glenn Thomas was the World Health Organization's spokesperson. He was Reportedly, an expert on Ebola and AIDS, he was also MH7. He was also aboard MH17 when it was shot down with approximately a hundred other researchers. Joe Lange, 
and um, y'all do know what MA seventeen. Hold on. Y'all, y'all do remember MA seventeen, right? The Malaysian flight. Nah. All right, that was the Malaysian flight. Oh, like, okay. Um, the um, it was the what was that? The Boeing seventy seven seventy seven that went over the um, it went over the the the, the hostile territory allegedly and got shot down. Took a big uh-huh. boot and went down into there. Mhm. I remember what you saying. That was like on the right. first flight they said it came up missing. No, 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 no. This ain't the one that came up missing. This is the one that missing. got shot down. Yeah, I remember the Malaysian flight though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another Malaysian flight. Yeah, a couple of them guys came up missing. A couple of oh, them okay. came up missing. This was, this was the one that was shot down over Russia. Like. You said this was 2015 in January? Oh, um, no, 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 no. That flight went down. When did that flight go down? Um, I have to look and see. That, that, that was last year? Was that last year when the flights kept going down? Damn. Damn. So many. No, that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Last year. All right, let me see. Okay. Yeah, it was last year. Let me see. Two years. That's 2014. Yeah. So when, did, when did this one go down? Are you speaking on now? No, that, that's, that's the, the flight that I'm talking about that this researcher was on. The other, yeah. the other flight went down in January. Okay. The first flight I was talking about went down in January, and this was the... um. This was the expert pilot who was also an instructor, Alberto Bahar, the one who he worked on uh, electronics and robots who worked on the Mars, discover, helped them discover water on Mars, or, or that water was once on Mars. No doubt. Now, the mm-hmm. um, MA- Malaysian flight, I think Uh-huh. Nah, you said this this MA seventeen flight. When, when did that go down? That was two thousand fourteen. Or? Yeah, that was two thousand fourteen. Okay. All right. Now, um, Joe Blanche, a leading AIDS researcher and former president of the International AIDS Society, was also aboard MA seventeen. Now, uh, um, and that's along with that's along with Glenn Thomas. Who was up there? Mm-hmm. All right, now uh, let me see. They were they were all on their way to an international AIDS conference. With one fell swoop, a large portion of the leading AIDS experts were killed before they could attend a global conference. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Shane Truman top with. Electrical engineer. He was working on a top secret one of a kind machine for the Chinese when he turned up dead. We got Melissa Ketanuti, 35, was a pediatrician who specialized in cancer. She also worked on an AIDS fellowship in Botswana. She was hogtied and set on fire in the basement of her home in Philadelphia. Dr. Ann Swarovski, 53, was a cervical cancer expert. She pioneered the cervical cancer vaccine. Katanui was found dead in her London home in December 2013. Her husband was trying to get something out of her. Her husband was drilling through the front door 
but she had locked up the inside. When he found her, she was dead. To this day, no one knows what killed her. An inquiry into her death was launched, but nothing conclusive was ever found. Perhaps one of the most controversial scientists' death in the last few years was that of Shane Truman Todd. In June 2012, he was found dead. His body was in morgue in Singapore. He was an electrical engineer. He was working on a top-secret one-of-a-kind machine for the Chinese that was believed to be a defense weapon. Shane told his family that he was not happy with what he was doing and he feared for his life. He was allegedly being asked to compromise U.S. security. He quit his job and was due to leave China and fly home, but died a week before his flight. Before his flight, after his last day of work, building this unknown machine, foul play was, foul play was suspected, and his family began campaigning for the truth. Chinese officials said they would look into the matter and try and determine if it was murder or suicide, but as of yet, there are no answers. These are just a tiny fraction of the scientists that have died under uh, suspicion. That's it. That's really the end of the article right there. So what I'll do is I'll take that and I'll put that inside the group, too. And... Um, let me see. Hopefully, maybe I can, maybe I can put it inside the chat room right now. I'm gonna try to go in another way. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can get in here. Let me see. Dang. That's wild. They ain't putting niggas straight to bed. They torturing motherfuckers. So it's info that you said somebody was found mutilated. You know what I'm saying? They trying to make some shit going down. I ain't really hear nothing about this shit. You heard before you looked on this site, was you really hearing too much about these 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 uh scientists coming up missing, coming up stinking and shit? Yeah, like now, nah, like a while back, I say a couple months back, this was it was already out. Like if you look yeah, at yeah. some of these some of, like I got some of these alternative news sites, just the apps on my phone. So the information just come across. So mm-hmm. for some reason I was um, looking through a couple of different things, and, and that article just happened to pop up. It just really stuck out to me. You know, I was going through the, you know, how you go through the archives. I was going through the archives, and I was like, damn. I said, look at this. And so from there, I just started getting the links to other um, other sites that had information that somewhat the same type of information, same caliber, that had some, um, you know, where I could see that there was honest journalism, you know, for the most part. No question. That's a little, for all you fucking little whiteys out there listening to shit, y'all motherfuckers thinking y'all, y'all on the inside and that y'all won't get touched and shit. Motherfucking <laughs> Charlie, come for your fucking ass too, bitch, and your family. You know what I'm saying? Y'all think y'all gonna know too much, nigga, you a liability, period. That's it. Gotta go, shows, gotta go. They have no, it shows they have no uh, value for knowledge at the end of the day. You feel me? I'm just saying, and why do you be thinking like, oh, my country, we have to do it, we have to do it. Like, motherfucker, you will come up missing too. You got, like you said, no value, you're expendable. I right. need to be giving up all the secrets y'all can give up, motherfucker, for that get your ass. All right. Let me, let me see. We got an update. Let me hit y'all with the update. Hit y'all with the, with the dead bankers update. I think we went over the dead bankers one time. I remember I talking about a little. It might have been, you know, we we might have been, you know, we 
It might have been at another time, but I remember talking to Brother Little, I believe, on this subject right here, on these dead bankers. Let me see. Now, let me see what year is these from. Now, these top bankers, all right, this is from, all these bankers is from 2013 to, to 2015. We're going we to start off. We got Therese Bauer. Um, Brower 15, damn, we got a lot of them. We'll start off with Therese Brower, 50, Managing Director, Netherlands. She died in the MH17 crash, too. <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck, they, what the fuck was they carrying up there? Is a hit. It might have been a conference not only for uh, microbiology, but also financial, too. You know, a lot of times some conferences be multi-themed. So they might be dealing with finances, like World Bank and shit, funneling money for different programs, as well as, uh, you know, medicine and science and shit. Sometimes some conferences might be I'm saying, though, I didn't, I didn't go to the bottom of the list because I knew that that was there. I just went to the bottom of the list, like, all right, I'm going to look all the way down to the bottom of the list and start at the bottom and then, you know, jump up. I'm not going to hit everything. And just, yeah. that's coincidental like a motherfucker. That's, that's coincidental like a motherfucker. That shit put goosebumps on my arm. Coincidental like a motherfucker, the first thing was uh, MH17, the first person dead. And remember uh, now, that's not too far. Obama gets elected 2012. The second term. Mm-hmm. Four years prior, after his first year in office, how much money did he give to help save the financial institution that these bankers had robbed? Oh, yeah, so 2014. I'm sorry, that was 2014, though. That was the MA17 crash. What I did was I looked down the list and it had a spot where all the way to 2013, and then it had a um, a little section that stated that these were some other su- uh, suspect type of deaths. You know what I'm saying? There were some suspicious idea. deaths of, of bankers also, where they suspiciously died. Like the brother said, uh, the bankers, these, these big money rollers, are financing weapons, are financing uh, go- uh, governments, uh that they want to topple. Mm-hmm. And see, when you got a network that is large as it is, everybody can't be family. So sometimes you end up getting people in there who, listen, man, you don't know how to be quiet. You don't know how to work with our program. No doubt. <laughs> you got to go. You didn't, we thought you could work with it, but it seems that you can't. So it's time to go. We got, um, damn, we got another, we got a parent suicide. Um, Terry Lynn, 48, a banker in Israel, suicide. Collagio Gabino, Associate General Counsel and Managing Director at Judge Bank in America, led suicide by hanging. Troy Lynn, Lennon, 64, um, a manager at ABN AMRO in Hoven, Netherlands. He just dead. They don't know got no reason there. Gert Gert Tack, private banker for ING and managed portfolios of wealthy clients in Belgium. 
Cause of death was unknown at the time of the report, but he disappeared in a mysterious circumstance after driving his personal car to a garage, which he took a replacement car to an unknown destination. His body was found in 2014 near the shores of Austin Coast. You got Carl Slam, 51, Tata Motors, managing director, not a banker, but a top official that could be connected somehow to the others, discovered dead on the fourth floor of the Shangri-La Hotel in Bangkok. Um, Melissa Milan, 54, senior vice president at Mass Mutual Financial Group, stabbed in the chest near a jogging alley in Connecticut. Um, yeah, that's now you. Get close to you, brother boy. Yeah, I'm going to have to find Dragon out. Dragon Alley. Dragon Alley. <laughs> in the alley. To cut in the alley. This Another one down. Another crack of bite the dust. <laughs> Another one bite the dust. Look at this one. Nicholas Austin, 49, a former bank manager from Hurston, died after drinking antifreeze in an effort to get high. Was found in a coma by his wife, Lynn, at their home in Blackthorn. He died the same day. Now, I'm, come on now. The crack is supposed to be smart. It's mad shit to get high. Yeah, who the fuck? How you know he was trying to get high? Yeah, ain't nobody there. He by himself and his wife found him drinking You know that's a lie. What kind of bullshit is that? Andrew, come on now. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> killed that motherfucker. Yo, listen, I'm trying to get high. Listen, he knows better than that. That's uh, man, 39, former banker who believed he was being stalked by a reality TV crew, starved to death in a hotel room after leaving the Do Not Disturb sign on the door for two weeks. Now it's going again. All right. 
it's going again. Black Power, what's going on out there, family? We, um, but um, peace. That might have been me. I'm sorry about that. Oh, uh, hi. His brother and young man. Black uh, Power. Black Power. Yeah, we got a we got a lot of them, man. We got a lot. I I've read about thirty already. We're gonna go up here to the to the top. We got we're gonna go up here to the top. These the these the latest since um but another one just died. And I and the article I don't have right here, so I'm not gonna mention them. But we got um in January two thousand fifteen we got Thomas S. Gilbert, he was a hedge fund manager. He was shot by his son for reducing his allowance. Uh, we got Sean Bell. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, November first. We got Sean Miller, forty-two City Group managing director, found dead in a uh, bathtub with throat slash. Murder weapon is missing. The, um, we got Edmund Riley, forty-seven, a trader at Midtown's Vertical Group, threw himself in front of a speeding Long Island Railroad commuter train. Now, I ain't hear about that shit. That should have been on every channel. Not for him. We got uh, William Bill Brokesmith, 58, possible suicide. Uh, we got Richard Gravino, 49, application team lead, J.P. Morgan, sudden death, cause unknown, is pending. We got James McDonald, president and CEO of Rockefeller & Company, apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound. We got Thomas Neckham. 42, Managing Director of Global Infrastructure, J.P. Morgan, Sudden Death, Cause Unknown. We got Nassim Mubin, Assistant Pre- Vice President, Z- ZBTL Bank, Islamabad, Islamabad Suicide Jump, Daniel Leaf, Senior Manager at the Bank of Scotland, Saracen, um, Fund Manager, he fell off a cliff. We got Nigel Sharvin. Senior Relationship Manager, Oster Bank Manager, Portfolio of Distressed Businesses, Accidental Drowning. Um, we got Lydia. Damn. Of hey. of France. Um, um, uh, France Bread Bank Populaire. Suicide, she, she jumped to. We got uh, Lee John Hall, Non-Bank Financial Institution, Supervision Department of the Regulator. He had a heart attack. Uh, Benedict Philippines, director and manager at Bank As, Salt Nicolosi was shot. We got assistant vice president of Credit Suisse. He had a house fire. Uh, Mary Kess, co-founder and managing director at Mark Stone Capital Group, private equity fund. Cyclist, he was hit by a car. Remember some of them um, scientists, they was hit by cars too. Jurgen Frick, 48, Bank Frickin' Company. He was shot dead. But you know what's funny, though, big bro? Just because a motherfucker get hit by a car don't necessarily mean your ass is going to die, though. Probably one of the hardest ways to fucking just die, like unless a motherfucker just maul your ass. You feel me? Just mauled by the car. Look, (laughs) (laughs) this ain't regular hit. This ain't hit and run. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't hit and run. This is hit and ran the fuck over right here. Um, got, that's what I'm saying. So it's too coincidence, like you said. That's hard to just get hit by cars and really you just dying, and then all these people who work in the same business, y'all get hit by a car. Cause I got another one coming up. We got another right. cyclist from J.P. Morgan, Joseph <laughs> Jim Papa, cyclist. He was hit by a minivan. So getting hit is something that they do. They get hit a lot. 
because they be thinking too much. You know, we got Kenneth Bolando, 28, former J.P. Morgan suicide, allegedly jumping from his apartment building. J.P. Morgan got a couple goddamn people up here too, man. You done named several. We got a lot of people just just killing dead. themselves. In the year, in the bad, damn, we got another that one. That sound like a dangerous job, bro. Yeah, it's just a motherfucker. Another one, though. I'm about to read you another one. Listen, hold on, look, 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 look. These these boys, they two, they they a day apart. They a day apart. John Ruiz Morgan Stanley, municipal debt analysis. He died suddenly, no cause, right? He got Morgan Stanley Municipal. Now, that's still a, a, a subsidiary of Jason, uh, in February 22nd, Jason Allen Celeste, 34, information technology specialist at J.P. Morgan, found dead outside of Walgreens Pharmacy. And, and another one had died um, this March 20th. Look at it. Then, oh, God damn. Them two would die a day apart. The one who got hit by the minivan who died on March 19th, he died. All right, he got hit by a minivan, and then on March 20th, the other the other little young one who was 28, he died. He jumped from the um, building. Mm, that don't sound right. I the see. next damn day, he jumped. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. All right. Gordon Wagner, CEO of First Meta Bitcoin, a cybercurrency exchange firm. He just suspected suicide. We got James Stewart, former the National Bank of Commerce, CEO, found dead. Oh, J.P. Morgan got another one. Lee Junji from J.P. Morgan alleged suicide after jumping from the J.P. Morgan headquarters in Hong Kong. Then that's the 26th. Now, that's the 26th. On the 27th, Ryan Henry Crane, 37, executive at J.P. Morgan, sudden death, cause unknown. Then we got the best job at J.P. Morgan is a janitor. <laughs> you <took the> <laughs> now, we got if you want to live. We need to start with this. We need to start with this. We need to start with this. J.P. Morgan for these white folks. Yo, I'm saying. <laughs> yo, Susan, you funny, yo. Yo, this a lot. J.P. Morgan, man, I would never want to work for them. Yeah, like you said, but be the janitor. That might be too much. But Gabriel McGee, 39, J.P. Morgan, employee dead after allegedly jumping from the rooftop of J.P. Morgan headquarters in Europe. Um, Julian Knott, 45, J.P. Morgan executive director, global tier three network operations. Allegedly shot his wife multiple times and shot himself dead. God. So you got two that went to the top of the J.P. Morgan building, one in Hong Kong, and one year, yeah. and jump. Jump a day apart. Jumping days apart. And you see, when you do something, when you do some shit like that, that's not nothing. Usually, a motherfucker didn't threaten you with having to come clean with some shit. You feel me? You feel? Because if you at work and you do that shit, you know what I'm saying? Usually, if you're going to commit suicide, you're going to do that shit in the privacy of your own fucking crib. Now, if you do that shit at work, and that means motherfuckers, nine times out of ten, the situation is where somebody got some shit on you and you like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing else to move because these motherfuckers is going to move on me if I don't do A, B, or C. Because, you know, when you jump from the building out to the job, it's a rare situation. 
to me, it shows how uh, the media definitely is hurts. Yeah, that's bullshit. Because they ain't bringing none of this shit up. Because this is scandalous. And then this is you to turn me on, on every newspaper, on every me? fucking cable news. Like, this some real shit here. And the thing is, like, you don't need another 48 with us on that shit talking about, oh, uh, we killed Pee Wee and all this dumb shit. When you got some serious fucking murder that's going on, some, some shit where, you know what I'm saying? Like she said, this is some serious financial uh, shit going on, and you got scientists, microbiologists being killed. So we don't need no another 48 with us on that motherfucker. You can start lining that shit up with these motherfuckers. It's, 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 it's something bigger than what we're talking about, too. It's a lot of shit going down from what's being spoken from microbiology sector, from the bio, biochemical warfare sector to the financial sector. So really, we need to big bro. If Steve Coakley was on this shit right now, he'd be connecting these fucking dots. You know, that's the reason why we're putting it out there right now. Because you feel me? We got to be the collective. We got to be the collective. We got to see all this information and collectively, you know what I'm saying, shake this shit out. Diggy. You don't get trained the same way, you know. No question. All a nigga had to do was press down on the elevator, man. You <laughs> 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 said that shit was taking too fucking long. Just <laughs> go home, my nigga. Okay. Why you throw yourself off the top of a building? Come on, that's ill. And like Sid said, man, this some motherfuckers supposed to be investigating that shit. Like, what up? Who? What caused them to do such and such? Why is all these murders happening with J.P. Morgan and Chase? They ain't hearing about none of this shit. Mm-hmm. And on that flight, though, on that flight, that MA-17, they have a lot of they have a lot of scientists up there. They have scientists, and then now when I've seen that banker, so they have scientists and bankers up there. And bankers. Um, there was another, uh, I think they also, uh, man, no, that was the missing flight. The missing flight had the people coming from Asia that had them boys who had that patent on that fucking microchip. They had that patent. That, that sounds totally different, though. I'm not going to even deal with that right now. There were some other people who came up missing. Hmm. That's some real shit. But that just go again, like I said, to all you motherfucking crackers and Arabs and motherfucking Asians who think y'all motherfuckers ain't going to get that motherfucking dagger to the throat. Nigga, y'all get that shit, too. It ain't just the Africans, you sons of bitches. So y'all niggas better start telling. Before they, before you jump, nigga, write your memo so we can peep your shit out and get the truth out there. Man, really, knowing crackers, man. That shit probably wasn't even nothing that serious that they jumped about. Brother Trump, I would I would agree with you. I would agree with that premise if it wasn't so many. Yeah. If, yep. if it wasn't so many, I could agree with you because them motherfuckers jumped for some any type of reason. We got one motherfucking we got one banker who jumped. He just won $10 million. What the fuck are you jumping for? You just won $10 million. Why would you jump? 
Well, he won that with lottery. Nigga might have owed. Nigga might have owed the IRS ten mil. Fuck it, nigga. Y'all can have. Y'all, y'all can have that shit. Listen, these are wealthy people. They living good. When I win ten oh, mil, and I'm a jump. Nah, man, I'm not jumping. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tax it. Oh, take your taxes. You feel me? And then who, who's to say the motherfucker is jumping? Nigga might have been nudged and shit. Nigga put a red on his ass. You know, we just saying jump because that's, yeah, I know. You know, that's how they're reporting that shit. That's how they reporting it. It's funny too how they saying that they jumped like it was no other circumstances to cause them to, you know what I mean? Just writing that shit off like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the parents' suicide. And then if you mm-hmm. see, this is the thing, like, this is what I was saying about the, uh, um, when, when, when they were calling for the 10,000, right? If you really get them numbers, right, you can kill off these people. They all in different parts of the world where people don't connect it. Like, these people are dying back-to-back days. For one dying in Europe, one dying in Hong Kong. Who? All right. And who connected? You know what I mean? It don't make no, don't make nothing. It don't make nothing. Oh, this man, he died of a heart attack over here. Oh, dude, a dude crashed his plane. Oh, man, guy got hit by a bike. You know, it's just, it's just <laughs> reported as Ran- guy Yeah, random shit. Bike. You know what I'm saying? Guy was- get hit by a bike. Or, you know, boop, boop, boop on the highway, you know, whatever, he get hit by a bike. You don't know who the, who the fuck these people is. Now, it, it makes me more, it, just rereading this story, it makes me more more uh, aware of this, looking at different things like that when they happen, just to put their name in and see what these people do. Who is this person who got, he got this, what, what happened? Got a wild accident with that. We had a plane go down over here, some people died. And they own little, little plane. I'm going to have to find out who they were. Well, Mecca Ross said something interesting to me like uh, a couple shows ago. He said, now, if you wake up tomorrow and the news say they reported uh, a white man hanging from a tree, he was like, what would you think happened to the mo- Like, what would you think happened to him? And I thought for a minute and I said, shit, probably think he just committed suicide. And he was like, there you have it. So niggas need to get busy handling their motherfucking business. Because nine times out of ten, depending on the circumstances, they're just going to chalk that shit up anyway and be like, this and that happened. <laughs> Yo, I'll say. There was wise words spoken by the brother maker, Wise words spoken. You know me? Give him a black we power. Come, I know I'm black power on that shit. He's he, he been... He been working it out at the Unjustice, doing his doing his thing. Yeah, shout out to the Sultan for being the African warrior that he is, and chopping at least four heads. I can't remember how many tried to come against our king, and he shut him down on the Fraud Squad show. No. Brother held his ground, unlike others who run away. This king <laughs> brought it to him. Was this recently? I say. It Sunday. was beautiful. Sunday. Sunday? 
Thanksgiving Sunday, they wanted to clarify who they was and what they do. <laughs> you ain't take that shit. Now, it's on. It's 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 take. Go listen to the Honor Rob Squad. I mean, what what is they? What's the? I don't even know the name. They so pull up the structure. Pull up blog talk. Honor Rob Squad. It should come up. They would be fucking me. Yeah, it's like, dude, dude. I <laughs> like, this nigga's crazy. Who is that? Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, that ain't even cool. That ain't cool. <laughs> like, what the fuck this nigga talk about? Dude. Go ahead, dog. I'm listening, man. <laughs> this nigga's crazy, man. What are you talking like that, brother boy? Dude, dude. <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah, they nigga off the chart okay, with okay. the dude right. shit. Let me, let me get myself together, man. You should be laughing, man. Let me get myself together, man. Oh, man. Let me I'm going to go you. check the show out. I want to hear I want to hear that nigga tearing niggas up. Hmm. We got another. We got a molecular biologist who died. I'm going to just hit a couple different, a couple, a couple more, and then and then we'll be done with this story. But we got um, Chitra Chitra. Chuan was found dead in the parent's suicide by cyanide at a Temple Terrace hotel. Police said Chuan left a suicide note saying she used cyanide. Hazmat team officials said the cyanide was found only in granular form, meaning it was not considered dangerous outside of the room it was found in. The chemical is considered more dangerous than a liquid or gas form. All right. Potassium cyanide apparently caused the death, but it was not used in a research project she was working on. Um, Chowan, a molecular biologist, was a postdoctoral researcher in the Global Health Department in the College of Public Health. She earned her doctorate in the uh, Institute of Genomics. Um, she was in India. She studied mosquitoes and disease transmission at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, we got another one. What the hell? What did he do? He did something with DNA. Let me see. We got Franco Serena, 62, found dead in a lab at BU's Photonics Center on Monday morning. The cause of, it was July 12th. The cause of death is not yet known, but have ruled, but they have ruled out homicide. Serena joined the facility of BU in 2008 after spending 24 years on the faculty of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He co-founded five companies, including Nimble, Nimble Gen Systems, Genetic Assemblies, Codon Devices, BioLethal, and Gen 9. According to NanoWorks News, Nimble Gen of Madison, Wisconsin-based provider of DNA microarray technology, was sold to Basel, Switzerland-based Rope in 2007 for $272.5 million. Serena, a chairman of the Electrical and Computer Engineering Department, came to BU two years ago from the University of Wisconsin at Madison as a leading scholar in optics, lithography, and nanotechnology, according to his biography on the university website. The scholar was responsible for establishing a new laboratory in the Photonic Center. In the Photonic Center. Did you hear that shit, bro, boy? They just fucking said... Cause of death is not known, but they ruled out homicide. So you don't know how the motherfucker died, but you know didn't nobody kill his ass. We know that. Hmm. 
know, sit back. I'm gonna hit everybody with this information. We'll find the theme, and then next next week we'll be able to expound on this. I'm gonna make sure that all this information is out. Brother, Griff, you part of the um? Are you part of the uh, or the group? You in the you in the group so you can get the information. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Are you in the group? Uh, my part of the group? Yeah. No, I ain't got, um, I don't have a Wi Fi at my crib. Say again. You don't got no Gmail account? Yeah, I got Gmail. Yeah, if you got a Gmail account, you can get, be part of the group. You can get inside Google Hangouts, right? I guess so. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really been on, I ain't the most technical nigga. I get it in on the, on the shit, but I ain't really be too technical. Nah, yeah, I'm, you can. Uh, how do? If you be part of the group, I'm just saying that you can. I can put information in there, some of the information that go on the show. You can get. You can get it. I mean. Okay. So what all I do is just sign up on the on the, on, on the um site or what? As far as uh, on the um. Send me a, um. Send me an email at blackpowerblock at gmail dot com, and it's spelled just like it sounds. Black blackpowerblock at gmail dot com. Right. Send me an email. And just uh, put up there that you want to get in the group, and then I, 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 I'll plug you in. Black Power Block. Uh, at gmail.com. All right. All right, I'm going to hit you with it here in about the next five or ten minutes. My uh my joint is gonna be uh and my Gmail is Haru zero zero three. So when you see that, that's me. H e r u zero zero three at Gmail. All right. All right. Hold up! What the hell? Hold up! Somebody went crazy. Who was Amy Bishop? Amy Bishop. Amy Bishop was a this um. She killed three other neurobiologists. She murdered three fellow scientists February 13th after being denied tenure. Their biologists accused uh, professors of G.K. Padilla, the department's chairman of Native of India, Maria Ragland Davis, and Adriel D. Johnson, Sr. These um, two brothers and a, uh, I mean, a brother, a sister, and an Indian. This white woman killed the brother sister in the Indian did You just shot him? I wonder uh, how she killed him. Yeah, There's a cause of death. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it, just, it just says she died at the hand. It don't even say, so I would more than likely, more than likely she shot him. It say um, she died at the hands of her. Uh, this is Maria Davis, 52. She was, her background was in chemical engineering and biochemistry. She specialized in plant pathology and biotechnology applications. Um, yeah, it don't say.
What city is what the location? Like what city were they in? That's right. Um, they was in Huntsville. Alabama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they were. That's where um, yeah, they were going in Huntsville. Hmm. What they say they did again? What was their uh, affiliation? They did biotechnology plant pathology. They was in the plant. Um, the sister was a, she was a senior scientist in the plant science department at Research Genetics. Um, the Indian, he he was um, he was a bio he did bioenergy he was engine, engineering tree biomass for bioenergy um, functional genomics of plant microbe interactions plant molecular biology and biotechnology in particular Padilla studied genes that regulate growth of fast growing trees especially poplar and aspen he was he he has advocated prospective use of fast growing trees and grasses as an alternative to corn sources for producing ethanol. Oh, so he was bringing something that people don't want to look. They like that ethanol. They don't want nobody messing their goddamn... Nobody like nobody messing with their market. Mm. But um, then they got another another brother. He did... He, um, he specialized in physiology, specifically pancreatic function and vertebrates. Black, that was a black male that was in there or the Indian dude? Uh, it was a black man, an uh, uh, Indian dude, and uh, a sister. Man, brother, the white chick shot him all? She killed them all? Looked like a sister. Huh? So the, the white chick killed all three of them? Yeah, white chick killed all three of them. Hmm. They said the eight. Get no you said the age of the white chick. Um, I believe she's fifty-two. Let me let me look again. Forty-five, and they don't say how she killed them. They just say at the hands of. That's some bullshit. Yeah, they just say at the hands of. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah. You know, like I said, man, they got a, a gang, a gang of scientists, bankers. Hold up. And three, hold up, three investigative journalists within 24 hours. Where, where at? Let me get that. Let me find that. Three investigative journalists in 24 hours. Who? Oh. I need to see that. This is dead bankers not including the ball. Hold on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mike Hastings, uh, the boy Breitbart. What was the other white boy? There was another white boy. Yeah, oh, David Carr. I remember the bright bar in the Hastings white boy getting killed. Hmm. 
That's interesting. I know the boy Breitbart was supposed to come out with something against Obama, wasn't he? Was that all? Uh, that was uh, no. Oh, that was Hastings. No one else had something on Obama. It was supposed to come out with, and then end up dead. The white boy came. To the, <laughs> what, journalism, you know, like some journalism meeting. He went to the. That he had some special information that he was going to give out, went home, and was dead. Went home and woke up dead. Hmm. Like I said, man, we got a lot of a lot of these a lot of people. You know, that's a, that's that's just a. a you know, to be inside a field with the bankers, with over 120 bankers, you know, you know what I'm saying, and to be in that field and then have over 74 scientists die within two years, within two years, 74 scientists in, in real specialized fields dealing with, you know, um, from Ebola all the way down to different nanotechnology, dealing with uh, cloning, uh, all type of bio uh, chemical warfare, bio weaponry, things that mm-hmm. bio weaponry of that nature. Yep. And you know a lot of a lot of this money, you know, they put a lot of money is invested inside a lot of these different patents for these different weapons and different all all these different chemicals and different diseases and stuff like that. The money is putting into patenting these things. They put money in these people and then mess around. They put money in the person and you take and figure something out that they wasn't really looking for. You give them what they was looking for, then you fuck around and then figure out something even better. And then you want to take that off for yourself. They want that. Hmm. And I'm going to get that information on that other missing Malaysian flight. And like Sister McKee said, though, this shit's supposed to be front page fucking news. Motherfucking beast ain't putting none of this shit out. You know, for the masses, they're not going to get this. There's nobody researching for this shit. It's, it's motherfuckers like us looking for, you know what I'm saying, different ways to <clears throat> see what the enemy up to. Uh, the, the average motherfucker don't know shit about this shit. They worry about what the fucking Kardashians is doing and shit. But this shit's supposed to be front page news if they was really doing something thorough to keep the masses on point. But I know they locking them to sleep. That's crazy, though. I just sent you that email, too, bro, bro, bro. All right, all right. About 10 minutes ago. <laughs> did, uh, did you ask uh, Unc why they bailed out on the show on Saturday? You nah. asked the niggas why they, why they bailed out and they called back in? No, I ain't even get, I ain't even talked yeah. back since then. I ain't talked back to him. You spit some fire on them, Camille. The brother Mickerob went up in there and, and, and checked their channel a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Got them right. Okay. You know. You know they looking for a hit and run victory. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They looking for a hit. I run. know. I knew they dipped up out of that motherfucking quick. As soon as the lines dropped, them niggas was bombing notes. Like, 
know what I'm saying? You know the regular, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to just cut your mic over here. We trying, we trying to let you get in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't, want, they, don't, they don't want the points, you know what I'm saying? Over here, we're going to let the good points get in. We know that you talking some crazy stuff. They got a little love for Mecca, so they probably, you know what I'm saying? He play them slick. Like, yeah, bruh, you know we go way back, you know what I'm saying? Let the nigga get a little worried. Did he come with that heat? It'd be too late because he already fucking ripped his top off him. They be ready to cut Mick around Mike all the time. They only want Mick around to, to, to be in there saying what he's saying because he he make you think. You know what I'm saying? And, no, and you know sometimes sometimes you like the audience. Sometimes when you got your audience already settled into a certain type of mode, <laughs> got a programmed already. You know what I'm saying? You don't want nobody disturbing that and shit. And yeah, you don't want nobody shake your motherfucking shit up. Yeah, yeah. Big around disturbing. He'll upset the setup. <laughs> and you know what I mean? When you know, he upset the setup. So you know, wait, 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 wait. So you know. But that's, yeah. that's why that's I'm being. You know I mean, Big around, you know, he went in there and I guess, he, you know, from what the family is saying, you know, he boxed off right. I can only suspect that. Nothing, nothing less. You know. But you know what's killing me though? When they was on your joint, this nigga I mean, Unc was talking about niggas biting ass, but this nigga was all up on y'all shit. Look, yeah, I know Mickey go hard, and the Queen she go hard. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know you go hard. She go hard like that little female. Like y'all all go hard for real. I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I just seen him giving a lot of kudos out. That's why I was like, shit, it's kind of funny and shit. Nah, because I'm saying at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're not here. We're not here to the. We're not here to gain fandom. We're not here to gain fame, stardom, or anything of that nature. We're just here to put the information out and question it from from the best African perspective that we can see fit. You know what I mean? This is a collective. This is a collective African thought. This not just one person African thought. This ain't you know. This is a collective African thought. So we, you know, we we together come up with, the, like, nah, that shit seems shaky. And if all of us think we, it, look, it's too many of us to just be slow like that. We ain't all just slow and just, we just all just deny all the information. We ain't all just, what? Come on, we not, that's not our, that's not our group. We don't do that. So, you know, with that being said, man, we stay we stay forward on the path as the Lord has laid out, man. Question this shit, man. Question, 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 man. You got to question this shit. Black power, black power, family. Black power, what's going black on? Power, bro. Black power. Just getting in from the flames, man. You know, my fucking feet for 11 hours. I had to call in for the show. I was listening to y'all about Quite a good um hour. I mean, well, about forty five minutes. I was driving on the freeway and shit, so I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Am I am I echoing? Yeah, a little bit. Uh huh. Listen, listen. Check this out. Hold on. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. As you echoing, because it's it's other lines that's open. There's other lines that's open. And so, um, you know, if you ain't speaking, could you please mute your line? And then that way we just we make sure. That it don't echo. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, them niggas try to jump me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and knew it because 
uh, when they couldn't fuck with the info, they had to go to jokes. And I think it was my Muslim brother, Ish, if he's listening. My Muslim brother. <laughs> he was like, uh, oh, you got the cauliflower ear right now. I'm like, yeah, nigga, you damn right. You niggas trying to jump me, nigga. I may have a cauliflower ear, but you niggas ain't got no heart. So I just snatched that shit out. You know, one nigga asked me a question. And when I'm getting to his question, and they see I'm 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 digging his chest, they want to come another one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Typical uh, uh, Armour Rock Squad tactics. Plus, they never answer his questions. Who was who was coming with that shit? Gozi. I just want to ask the question the family on the line is because them niggas couldn't answer. Maybe the family on the line can. You know, and said he said this and this uh, irrefutable truth. The only African to bring Kimmet. The only you know, to bring Kimmy to our community was Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben, yep. Now, out of all Dr. Ben's books, family, did he write a book on Mother Nature? Nope. Nope. If anybody would be qualified to write a book on Mother Nature, who would it be? Dr. B. At least so one you, of them. He'd be, he'd be so in the top three. 15, if you saying you know the Mother Nature, am I wrong if I ask you what Africa taught you? Because it couldn't have been Dr. Ben. And I don't know any other African that got is qualified with that many years of experience in you know in in, in now valley knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Plus, like I don't know what I understand. Some of those uh, uh, the metunetter to the average people, it might have meant something. It might have meant one thing if you could decipher it, and then to a, like a comedic scientist priest. He would have on another a whole nother level a whole nother understanding of the same fucking metunetta. If you even had privy to it, because some of the shit was only the comedic high scientist priests privy to from some of the knowledge that I got. So that'd be like you said, that'd be a Pseudo. difficult thing. Pseudo shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other question I asked, what year was the metunetta translated? And by who? That was the bomb. Brother, what did they tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what they say? They didn't give me a date. They got to tell me about uh, uh, everybody from over the world studying metanature. Uh, uh, Europeans, some European scholars and African scholars. And they came to the conclusion. Well, when, did they come to some, when did they come to that conclusion, brother? And who was the authority that had a final say in the, in the last translation? Again, silence. <laughs> mm. No, real talk. No, yeah, I'll feel you. Think we can have nothing, had no words for you. Now, listen, you heard, you hear these questions that the brother asking. How could you be mad at them questions? Those are logical questions that Africans like us come up with. We like, what? Just, no. It was four niggas on the line who studied metanature. And nobody could come up with these answers. Come on now. See, this is why we Shut play. me up. Give me a date and I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, at one point, one of them said, well, uh, 2015. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a whole, uh, it's been a group all over the world. And I asked the nigga, I said, well, who taught you? Who's your teacher? 
I said, if I would have, because they were so much bashing Shaka, if I would have asked Shaka, he would have at least said shit. The Europeans allegedly think Champollion and would have gave him at least any date. You see what I'm saying? No doubt. Champollion. <coughs> but look, look, you know, let's look at Champollion's background with language first. I'm going to say language because when I say linguist, the niggas think it's a science. You know, linguists all you know, linguists are language masters. Basically, a good linguist speaks. Actually, a good linguist speaks more than four languages, influencing all of them, reading and writing. A good linguist is two, three languages. You know what I'm saying? Be very wary of a nigga saying he's a linguist and he only speaks one language. You know what I'm saying? I don't dab with. I don't dab with it because I, I know a few different language names here and there. But to talk in fluid conversation and have the context, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Like the same thing on learning Spanish, you know. You know, saying good night when it's good morning, you know, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You have to have somebody uh, uh, teach you how to use the phonetics well, in, in regards to sentence arrangement and everything. These niggas is scholars in the language they never heard before. Now let me ask this question. I didn't want to, they wouldn't even let me ask this question. What ancient language has been revived? <laughs> I'll wait. Last question. I asked the question again. What ancient language? See, that's what's so unique about Egypt. What ancient language or what ancient what ancient culture died, left left scratches of writing on the wall and had a language? And we were fully able to, or you know, put it back together and use it. Mm-hmm. Has it ever been done? What they say after that? See, the minute, the, the minute I said the minute had never been translated, niggas' hearts was broken right there. So they was on defensive mode right there. Every time I said it, four niggas talked. The marriage ain't never been deciphered. Boom, 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 four or five different angles. And when I was doing my work too hard, Unc did what he has to do when I'm on his show, mute me. Not because I'm being unruly, but because I'm chewing up his partners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn, Unc muted you? Nah, I know Unc wouldn't do that shit. Yeah, I'm going to kill the black ice on, yeah. black ice on yeah. the show. Nobody gets black ice on this show. Nobody. Say again, big bro. Nobody gets. I'm the king of black ice on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I know Unc ain't mute you, man. Unc ain't. I mean, Ryan even like that, man. They always trying to get more knowledge. (laughs) They always trying to refine their knowledge, man, and come back harder because all they do is we they sharpen each other up. Like niggas like to stay sharp, you know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing personal. I know, I know, I know. Unc ain't mute you, man. Each other, that's what they do. They don't, they don't sharpen one another. <laughs> one another. Come on, man. I'm in Rod Squad up, man. I don't know. Hey, that's crazy because the brother Jonathan is supposed to be chewing up Shaka Amos's book, and his problem with the books is his definition of language, right? So he's mm-hmm. saying that Shaka is misquoting Metal Nature. So <laughs> I think he was a scholar, right? Yeah. 
he couldn't even give me a day. Now, how are you in the business right now dissecting another nigga's book who is dealing with meta nature? So your mind should be very fresh with this information right now because you already been in, in, in the field chopping this nigga's work up, right? You should have been the first one to give me a date, nigga. Did he know the title of the book? Because I know uh, Unc didn't even know the title of the Codex goddamn Game book. Over. Codex Game Over. <laughs> oh, he, they read the title on that bitch. Yeah, I'm familiar. See, I, I said this before they even got on Shaka's book. When you really in doing what you know, doing your homework, doing studying, you stand out. What you choose to talk about, you see what I'm saying? Out of all mm. the niggas, on Sonnen's couch, why do you think Shaka almost just popped up? No, he didn't just pop up, but all them other niggas been around. But they talking religious talk. Shaka know history. Mm-hmm. He, he may have a, a few little uh, errors on, on his meta nature, but he know history. See what I'm saying? Hey. Don't nobody on Amaras squad know history. <laughs> My motherfucking debut on them niggas was Sumeria. It starts out to Shaka Indu Kimmit because Shaka Indu Kimmit it, it was, it was, it was punching holes in that shit. Even if, even if, okay, even if we do look at Sumeria, it wasn't a black creation. The name Sumeria ain't it was black people in that area living there and all that shit. But they weren't called Sumerians. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What's Sumerian? That's Bible talk. The first mentioning of the word Sumer is coming from your Bible. Almost like saying Hamites and shit. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, I'm niggas over here. And I'm asking them niggas questions. Why you niggas going so hard on the Hebrews? And you king atheist. But you got Muslims and, and other niggas in your camp. <laughs> that nigga want, them niggas want easy targets. They want easy niggas to beat up on. Hey. Yeah. That's what that is. You know what I'm saying? I like I like challenges. So I I step in on motherfuckers, you know, who, 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 even if I do lose, I'll learn something. Or even if I do get my ass spanked, I'ma learn something. Feel me? Mm. Them niggas looking for little stoogy little, you know what I'm saying? Them niggas looking for glass joes around this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now they're trying to go for sex. But you heard what you heard what you heard what Uncle said though, uh, since coming in you. What? We should get Mikron Seti. You niggas wouldn't be ready for oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, hey, I be doing this shit like I'm talking. I'm talking to you like I talk to y'all. I don't need no computer app. I don't need no computer at all. I'm just going off my, you know, checking my facts. I'm wrong checking, and I, you know, hey, I didn't know. But after I got to booting them niggas in their mouth and they got to seeing, they got to booting at the computer. Oh, uh, oh, uh, we need to have a hangout. Now, if I was talking out my out the side of my neck and didn't have no information. Why would you want to be have a hangout with me? That's an arrogant way of saying uh, I want to learn what you make. Or I want um, I want you to be my seafood. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It got quiet. Niggas got the and then after an hour and a half, Jonathan threw out one day. Then he tried to say he threw out the date to see if I knew about anything about copy. Nigga, stick to the script, nigga. Give me a date. You know what I mean? 
yeah, that whole listen to that show. That whole show was about really him trying to clear his position up when we was good cop, bad cop in his ass on our show. Which is to me and basically just you know what I mean, really just dead him in. Feel me? Listen to that show. He starts off doing what he's never done in a in, in years. <laughs> was Chancellor Williams' book. See, nigga, nigga, put out there for a reason. And just, I, I am not lying. I am not lying. When I, when I was like, oh, we need to have a study group. What's some good books? I'm like, Destruction of Civilization, let's pick that one. Because a lot of niggas taking that title and not even going into the works of it because if they were, they wouldn't be making the claims and they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be standing so firmly on science if they would have read that book. What was the last chapter we read in that book? Last Thursday? Well, no, no, not that Sardar House Thursday, but the last before that? Seven chapters. You can take chapter seven and chew the whole Amara squad up. Yo, listen, you know I'm telling you, jump right on his day. Picking pages and telling everybody why the squad got started. Why does you need to reassert yourself? Yo, yo, son, we stuck him hard. The Slaughterhouse Saturday. The Slaughterhouse Saturday. Yo, the Slaughterhouse Saturday. Gotta reassess this shit. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta let them know that we stand strong. I'm standing strong. I gotta reassess this shit. I'm saying, listen, we're a good barometer, you know what I mean? We're a good barometer, you know what I mean? And you know, and we don't try to be arrogant about it. We just. We just trying to be us, man. That's it. We checking each other. We busy checking each other. So. And then they had one caller who called in on a defense. And <laughs> he didn't know that we got a history. He was like, and I don't know who this brother is talking about the side of his neck. I was like, oh, it's Rukmikwa. Rukmikwa, why are you asking about it? It's like, no, no, no. He said, why did you ask him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you ask him why you, uh, why do you feel the need to ask the Amara Squad why they critiquing uh, Shaka Moses' book? I said, because I asked him on, on, on my show, and he didn't say nothing. Oh, oh, he was on your show? I said, yeah, he was on my show last night. He didn't say nothing. So I felt the need to come over and ask this question. He said, okay, well, I'm going to uh, step back, and uh, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> do that. Feel me? Then, when, then at the end, when Unc, when Unc muted me the last those 20 minutes of his show, he called back in. I didn't understand the person who jumped from subject to subject because you were not pertinent to the information. We have a discussion. I'm trying to, because after, after Jonathan or Smash, whatever the nigga's name was, I don't know if the nigga's got wrestling names, but Smash <laughs> gave me the reason why he was critiquing. I said, okay, well, it's an issue of linguistics. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. You gave me the reason why you're critiquing this book. Then when I said the Mennonites had never been translated, oh, got the same nigga who came on our show. When Walter Williams, when Walter Williams came on, remember, and chopped that shit up, Uncle and them was trying to come in, refuting, trying to refute some shit, and some nigga who said he wrote a book on Mother Nature, I chopped his ass up on our show, and he acted like he didn't remember me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't remember me. I don't know who you are, but I said, but I know exactly who you are. You came on my show trying to promote a book on you mastering Mother Nature, but you can't give me a date when the Mother Nature was translated. Uh, 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 do you know what English is in? Nigga, I'm in the field. Hold on, hold on. That was the one who he couldn't answer the question. Then, when no one answered it, he tried to jump in. Wait a minute, I answered the question. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga. And I, he didn't even understand. You know what I'm saying? How many languages people say, uh, uh, if you can learn linguists, it's no problem. You can learn a language and speak it 
and not have to rule. I said, well, how ugly do you speak? That's uh, I said, well, you not, you you make that statement invalid right there. If it's so easy, why your ass ain't master another language? The best, I'm telling you my experience. Linguists are, that's, when they say, what's your mother tongue? The relationship with languages is your mother teach you your language. Your mother corrects you. Your mother gives you proper pronunciation. You learn, talk to your mother, right? The last, the last master linguist in Egypt was the last Cleopatra. I think it was eight of them, but the last one. She was a half-breed. She was mixed. But she still spoke eight languages. She was able to keep the Greeks at bay because she spoke Greek. She spoke ancient Egyptian. She spoke all of them. She spoke all the native African languages that was in power, and she spoke the languages of the motherfucking foreigners. You know what I mean? She was a great diplomat. But she could, it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to practice diplomacy when there's a good language, when, 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 when people can speak on the same grounds, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're trying to get diplomatic with a Chinaman and you don't speak Chinese and you don't speak English, and ain't no translator there. There ain't no weed there. What the fuck they gonna niggas be talking about? See, you can learn nigga language on the blunt. You can smoke a I done smoked blunts with motherfucking Mexicans that didn't know no English. God damn it, at the end of, at the end of the blunt, I understood everything nigga was saying. As <laughs> 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 soon as my high started dropping, I he got as soon as my I knew my high was dropping when I didn't understand what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? So I must be coming down to I don't understand you no more, but yeah, them niggas. I'm just happy to be on the winning team. I just say that I love my family on feeling the ground. I love every one of y'all dearly because y'all all take an uncompromising stand on African first, second, and third. And believe it or not, that's rare in 2015. <laughs> to last Sunday was the poop. I say, brother, I, I tell you the most explosive thing. I listened to that show again today, and I'm going to listen to it again, because you got them niggas stuck. They could not say when it was translated. What happened to peer review shit? When was it peer review? There's no mention of Riccati Almond. All that shit went out the window. They could not answer that. How the fuck y'all got books? Out, Jonathan, and whoever that Snoopy other motherfucking nigga. Every time I hear him talk, I think of Snoopy. I can't tell you why, but I really do. The truth is, though, man, the niggas is clowns, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? They some clowns, bro. I, I ain't trying to disrespect them, but from, from, from I, I, a scholar, see, I, I really am. I'm, I'm, that nigga's not funny. He makes me think of Snoopy. Here's the thing, though. I watched, I watched the joint that they did where it was uh, them, uh, Casual. I forget the name Casual go under now. And uh, James Smalls was there, and uh, Seti was there. But when, when I'm in Rock Squad did their shit, they kept passing the mic off. Uncle talk about one section of some shit, and then when he got to a point where he, could, he didn't have the information to be able to, you know what I'm saying, disseminate it to the people, he'll pass the mic off to Ngozi. Now, Ngozi was going over this motherfucking diagram that he had up on the projector. But the nigga was not breaking this fucking diagram down. He was speaking in a manner in which if you didn't have any knowledge about what the fuck he was talking about, 
you couldn't ask him solid questions to be able to find out if he knew what the fuck he was talking about or not. And he was just running through it. Like this right here is energy. When energy comes together, it starts to create a field, and then it transforms to translate it in here. And then when it gets right here, to this inspector, energy dies down. That's why you see less uh, magnetic activity. And then, you know, that's, that's the way it works. And I'm listening to the nigga, and I'm like, bro, the way he's speaking it, like I said, if you don't have no knowledge of this shit, you're going to have to just take his word for it. You know what I'm saying? He's not saying nothing very uh, intellectually sound. It's just he's speaking on a level of material that, like I said, the layperson might not understand. And then the other dude, I don't know who this guy, light-skinned dude, he has like dreads or something and put in a ponytail. And this nigga was like, he was translating the Metunetta. He's like, okay, this right here, this says, you know what I mean? Whatever the, you'll see, the, you'll see the Metunetta, and then he'll just say what it means. Like I said, if you don't have no knowledge of that shit, you couldn't question him or verify if what he was saying was accurate. And the, like I said, the way they do their, uh, their, their, the way they do their particular, you know what I'm saying, setup, um, you just don't have the ability to question their material unless you know some shit. So like you said, when you was on the show Sunday, you actually know some shit about serious questions to ask the person when they putting out this type of information. You know what I'm saying? And even the way they was doing it, like I said, it, it wasn't a manner in which they were like breaking the information down in layman's terms where the average person could be like, oh, okay, so what you're saying is this, that, or the other. It was just they was over... They were talking in the tone which they were above the minds of the people and they didn't have enough knowledge themselves to even be able to break it down because they really didn't want nobody to question their shit. But when Seti came on, Seti was like, all right, I know you heard all that shit about black holes and this and that. He was like, that science right there is so far above where my peoples is at, I'm just going to bring it to you on a real simplistic level. Like a nigga in the street, he'll tell you after 8 o'clock, nigga, don't hit that corner there because niggas will rob your ass, you'll get jacked. He said, nigga, that's science right there, just on a simple level. But what he was doing was basically letting the people know, like, look, I understand what these cats is telling you has already turned you off in the sense that you can't understand what they're talking about. So I'm going to give it to you in a manner which you can understand it, and then we can work our way up to the shit that they're talking about. Basically saying the shit they speaking may not even be on point. But he didn't say that. He just insinuated it in his dialogue. But I hear the way they talk, man. They don't want nobody really questioning their material because I don't think their material is, is on point. I mean, even if it's on point, I don't think they, they feel like they have a, they feel like they dealing with information that is above any information anybody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's an arrogance about them. They got an arrogance like, yo, like you can't question me because I'm unquestionable because uh, they, they feel like they got a foundation that's, un, that's unshakable. That's their yeah. mistake there, Brother Vaughn. That's their that's the mistake. That's their weak spot. That's the, See, over here, look, there ain't no chinks in armors over here. And we ain't got no weakest link over here. None. None. They got plenty of Wink links over there because they fortify their facts with ego first. There you go. 
That's why they muted you, though, Brother uh, brother Mekarah, because you was exposing them niggas. You feel me? And then the caller didn't call in and say, hey, man, what was Brother talking about? Like, how come y'all couldn't really give him no feedback? He called in dick riding. Like, yeah, man, I heard him trying to do good, tear y'all down. But, you know, we still tough, like whatever, whatever the fuck he was saying. But, you know what I'm saying, you was exposing them. So because of that, they had to mute you at some point because other than that, they might start getting more callers calling in like, yeah, well, how do y'all know this method? Like, when was this shit supposed to be translated? They don't want that. It'll fuck their following up. Like, well, the general different. needs to definitely get that recording and let their own words kill them. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what Mikara did. Them questions killed them. It was beautiful. Oh, Salute to you, Sultan, <laughs> our African warrior, huh? Yeah, baby, well, I want to play it right now. Up, brother. I'm excited. I'm ready to get off the line so I can hear it. It was beautiful, y'all brother Vaughn. What site y'all say it was on? What y'all say to find the lecture at? The, 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 the uh, show at? Oh, it's on their blog talk. Uh, like he said, I'm in Raw Squad blog talk. It's last Sunday. You know, okay. it's the second one. Like, the first block is some shit that was three years or two years ago, and then right after that is the one that happened Sunday. And, see, I'm not the only witness. We got our queen, Makia, who was also on the line, as oh, well as our God. king, Brother Tim. Every we heard this, this shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. Did you ask the niggas why they bailed out? On, on Saturday, oh, we didn't, didn't get to come on the line. Uh, we wasn't chosen. Yeah. Oh, so they didn't even know. They didn't even know they was pulling your card. Hey. Right. You just they just happened to let you hey, in and uh, shit. I put like this. Put like this. Put like this. I'm on. Put like this. When the when the show start, listen to the vigor and and uh, uh, voice. I called in. I, I didn't call when the show started. He was seen when I was online. Listen, uh-huh. and, and, and the energy kind of drained. He was like, yeah, um, we're going to deal with it. Anybody else want to say anything before I go to the lines? Anything? I don't know. You, he, I was the first call he opened up, and he did what he, he rarely do. He, because he had to because he, he was on the show previous. He was on our show the previous night. You feel me? Yeah. I was being courteous to him. See, that's, just, that's my new tactic now. They used to the rah-rah, yelling, uh-huh. and I wasn't initially. When y'all, I wasn't doing that list. I came comic collective. You know what I'm saying? Because... They'll use that to, to throw the points off and take it to somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Comic yeah. Collective. I just said, how you doing, Unc? Uh, uh, hi, everybody. I'm Ross Squad doing. Salam alaikum, brother Ishmael. Oh, how you doing? Uh, alaikum salam, brother. You feel me? We know all that. Brother, I got one question for you because y'all built, you know, I know how to be cordial and shit, but when I was being too, too cordial with the information, no, no, no. Smash instantly got an attitude when I asked that question. It was almost like, how dare you, nigga? You was a peasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how dare you? You say he pulled a slick Rick on you, huh? Yeah, now, I'm, 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 the brother from Cali. So, he's from, I think he's up there in Oakland and shit. So, I'm, you know, I, I talk Cali a little bit. But when he told me, you know what I'm saying, Y'all gotta listen to this shit. Y'all can see, y'all can, you know, you see, the, you can see the tits. Like yeah, he did come off a little. He was trying to get me to take it there with him, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And then it wasn't until 
they got to asking me questions that was way off off my question. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas is the scholars. Let me be student and ask y'all questions. Feel me? Because uh, I know professors who like that. I know professors who hold lectures and they like when, they like when students make ask questions, not comments. You ever notice that? I say. Become a good professor. Because your comments oftentimes will reflect your ignorance. You should have asked the question before you made your comment, young man. You know what I mean? That's why when I get around real historians, you know, you got to watch what you have. And then you just ask it bluntly. What happened, you know, what happened during this period of history during such and such? Historian going to give you the date first. Boom. And then give you, the, you know what I mean? Because it happened. So I'm, you know, I'm getting back to these niggas. If the Metanetsu was translated, either if it was by an individual or a group, that shit will be front page news. That shit will be Nobel Peace Prize. That shit will be, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I say, that's real. Not only that, the language would be widely used on on a massive scale today. The white man would have jumped on that <laughs> shit. <and laughs> said he that's the that's right. They didn't understand that. I said that. Okay, language, okay, even though we talking in language, this shit is a four-way street with, basically, with us just speaking English. I'm going to go back to cracker terms because this, you know, there has to be a speaker and a receiver, right? Mm-hmm. I'm speaking and receiving. That's a two-way street, right? But written, when written language comes in, it makes it four, right? Each time you add a different language, it throws four. You, you, see, you see what I'm trying to say? So if writing English it meaning, 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 go back. meaning, I may speak English, but I may not speak the way I write. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why you think? Why you think in grammar school they were so much, you know, getting on our cases about our, our punctuation because they wanted us to get in the habit of writing how we spoke, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got individuals, some eloquent ass speakers. They get up there and speak like a motherfucker, but if you read their writings, you'll be confused because they don't speak like they write. Dr. Clark. They write like they speak. Especially Dr. Clark. Just the way he makes his points, all of that. You know what I mean? It was all of that. So when when we add in another language, once you add Spanish, that's a 16 way, you know, it can get all the way to 16 ways to some extent. You feel me? Because if it, okay, let's just say, so if the minutes, my point is, if the minutes do get translated, we won't be speaking. It'll be a just. It'll be a cold. You see the point I'm making? No, that's all. I agree. Written language and spoken language is two different things. It'll be. It'll be a way to unlock different. It'll be a way to unlock a different code. It would. It'd be. It'd be. It will. It will open you up to different. To like. Because um, example, I give an example. Uh, a. This is why Walter Williams can't be refuted or fuck with. And they even said their argument to say that because they were saying, where is he getting his facts from? And I had to say he's standing on uh, uh, this, this this elder named Walter Williams and can't nobody, and, and he know where I'm standing on because it's a fact. Okay, let's take the letter A. If we studied the symbol of it, we would just get, you know, but someone has to teach you the sound of that A, right? I say. Because that A has two different two different pronunciations, right? Sometimes it's direct, uh, R or O. Yeah, it's right? Uh, uh, uh. 
after alphabet. You got I and A. Yeah. Someone has to teach you the sounds of the vowels, right? So the U don't look like a U. The only letter, in my opinion, is my opinion, the only letter that looks the way it sounds is a Y. Okay, two, two points coming to one head, you know what I mean? If I was if I was a use of free mathematics, brother born, I would make a, a, a letter Y understanding. Feel me? Two I mean you talking and coming to one understanding. That's a Y, feel me? Mm-hmm. My niggas who study supreme mathematics, you know what I'm saying? But it should be supreme I think it is supreme uh alphabet or uh, supreme uh alphabet supreme letters, but yeah, them you know, that's the basic knowledge right there. If the military can translate it it wouldn't be so much a spoken language because, okay, okay, you have coaches right now who have rich, rich-ass language, but no writing. The only way you could be sophisticated enough to take sophisticated languages or even basic savage languages and give them a symbol is if you already had a correct alphabet working. This is what Walter Williams made his point on right there. That was, that was the he he came with right there because the Egyptians were already illiterate. When the Greeks came in and started forcing their language on our, our peoples, our peoples was educated enough to take the, their savage language and give it an alphabet. Now, you know, yeah, 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 you're right about that. I was just reading about, I was just reading about uh, how people up in Eastern Europe, didn't, they had a language, but they didn't have an alphabet. And uh, they started using the Hebrew for their alphabet. And that's a lie. Because they don't want to say they don't want to say Egypt, and the Jew is running academia, so the Jew gonna say Hebrew. But a Jew, <laughs> a gypsy is an e away from being the Egyptian. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> Ashe, I learned that in sociology. Uh, in fact, they got a lot of uh, customs that have been traced back to Egypt. And I gave example before, and I'm so happy I got to find my sociology book dealing on different groups. But one of the things that I recall was how, uh, you know, they they now this is not what they have in common with the Egyptians. Okay, they they nomadic type, right? Um, they don't they don't wash their upper body with the same cloth that they wash their lower body. They don't wash the clothes that touch anything below the waist with clothing that deals with above the waist. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, to some extent, I, I don't know if that, that, that part, because in Africa, oftentimes, we just butt naked, so the clothing will... <laughs> Being that they probably were the first Europeans to wear some type of clothing, or, or to come up with the concept of clothing of, of protecting them, but but see, gypsies, gypsies, I have never got a day on gypsies, but they say they're old people, mainly mainly in Europe. But when you go look them up, gypsies are the niggas of Europe, mm-hmm. and most of them they mix with Balkan blood. You know, they say the Balkans was mixing with us. And you look up Gypsy in the search engine, 
and just go through the pictures of them, you're going to see a lot of them kind of color. I ain't saying they us. They're mulatto like. They're mulatto. There you go. But that cleanliness thing is definitely African. And not wiping your face after you done washed, washed your ass is African. You know, our ancestors understood the germs uh, of the lower region and not to mix that with the upper body because that would spread disease. That, that's disease potential. You and who wash their ass and then turn around and wash their face with the same cloth. That's some, that's some nasty shit. Younger, my uncle taught yeah. me that. He was like, yo, he was like, yo, man, you got to have two wives for I got two, I keep two wives for two towels. You know what I'm saying? One for the top, one for the bottom. The teenagers. I won't even use the same towel more than once, you I'm saying it's African. You you work your way down. You start up top, work your way down. The poverty, and you know, I'm going to be real, you know, real poverty is when shit, it's even hard just to have some clean, you know, <laughs> Some clean drugs and shit. Just time, you know what I'm saying? But mama always told a nigga, you know, what do you wash first? The private part of your face, baby. I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's African. We we never lost that. There's a lot of culture shit that we haven't lost. Hey, that's real nigga shit. Because they never heard of this. Make quite just say yes. I said that. So some of our family members are so poverty stricken, even keeping clean laundry like face towels when guests come over. Is you know what I mean? Am I the only nigga who? Anybody? <laughs> I've been there. I'm still there. I shake. <laughs> okay. It too far. It too far for me. Like, I grew up poor. I ain't gonna even lie. I grew up poor, nigga. I mean, my grandmother, well, my dad grew up on the farm, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, making hand washing clothes. My grandmother, uh, my, uh, my grandmother on my father's side, she made her own washing machine using a plunger. Uh, you know, a bucket and a plunger. Nigga, you can clean some of the, nigga, had your shit probably white better than the washing machine. With, with little effort, up and down with that plunger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One for the, we had one for the toilet, and one we didn't use. I was, I was the bucket to wash clothes when hard times came. Nigga, man, you know what I'm saying? Nigga had to use laundry soap for dish soap sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, shit, man. That's real shit, man. I clean be hand washing my shit when I'm being gone and shit. You know what I'm saying? You make it, making that shit shake. Have you ever had a syrup sandwich? Uh, have you took a bath? <laughs>
Yeah, pops was a G. Shit, he used to make us take cold showers in the winter. We used to go stay with him and then stay with my mom, stay with him on the weekends and shit. Nigga, like, let me get your ass up in that motherfucker. You wake up like 8 o'clock, the rest of school and shit, taking cold showers. That's the thing about having the pops and shit, niggas to get, get you ready and shit. Moms, you know, they might warm that water up, boil that shit. Pops, like, nigga, get your ass up in that motherfucker. Let's go. He got moves to make. He got moves to make, nigga. It's something to uh, consider, too, because I heard, you know, I, I called in late. So I heard y'all going in about some of these deaths that's been taking place. And, and, and you know, I'm just going off what I heard in the details. But if you put the put the, the tactics with it, white folks can't handle the stress of having their little bit of luxury snatched from up under them. See, poor people ain't the problem. Poor people know how to handle hard times. One person says it's a recession. That shit don't affect black people. Actually, we do good during recession. Because everyone has to stoop to our level of survival, and oftentimes that's when we become the capitalists. Do I ever notice that? We were raised on how to survive with nothing, but Cracker ain't never had that pressure put on him like that. And he ain't never been inside of the uh, sociological living conditions of having to survive with nothing. All the cracker knows is wealth and, and the sickness of what he'll do to protect and maintain his wealth. He lusts for wealth so much he don't even want to share it with his own family after death. Well, you know. But the thing is, though, when you peep out the first ghettos and shit, dealing with the fucking so-called Jews living in fucking trash and shit, the niggas were so fucked up. They didn't realize that they was living like savages, and them niggas was enjoying that shit. You know what I'm saying? Until they saw the African living in a high standard of living, then they realized they was living in squalor. But before that, the niggas thought they was living it up. They, 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 that's what they was living like that because they was used to it. They, <laughs> exactly. Both these hey, actually, shit actually. That's kind of a misnomer, too, because remember, remember now, Hitler took these rich Jews and put them in ghettos. They already had money. I'll never forget, what the fuck movie is that? Schindler's List? Y'all remember Schindler's List? Yeah, I never, I never saw that, but I remember hearing of it. Ahead, the whole movie, there's a reason why that movie's in black and white. The whole movie's in black and white, right? Uh. Watch the watch the Germans. Anybody remember? I ain't watched it in a while, but I remember a couple scenes that will never shake my mind. Where the Jews, when they got to the concentration camps, other Jews capitalized off this. But before I get the concentration camps, let's go back to what you were saying with the ghettos. In the first scene in Schindler's List was that when they was take they was taking they was taking the top notch echelon falling ass Jews. I'm, I'm talking about literally the German army going door to door. Get a bunch of shit. They, they already had a date, though. They could only take, like, two suitcases. They didn't know where they were going first. Feel me? They got to leave. And it was a trip because in the movie, they were showing, they were showing the motherfuckers moving out, and they were showing German soldiers moving in. Right? Mm-hmm. So now all the, all the top-notch official German soldiers was living in the Jews' You know, so Richard Jew's house. While they was in the ghetto, y'all remember Anne Frank, right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Take they they sort of seen almost like that where they had other motherfuckers hiding them out in hidden rooms like upstairs downstairs right. When the Germans were come, this just showed that they weren't poor. This is my point right here. Uh, you know, I'm because I'm digressing. When 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 the, when the Germans was coming, these motherfuckers was they was eating a loaf of bread, my nigga. That's how they got right a loaf of bread and I pick a uh, like cheese and a wine or something like that. You know what I mean? And when the motherfucking the the, the German soldiers was coming, the dude downstairs did a little knock or something. If I'm, you know, when they came, he ran. The father ran and grabbed diamonds, and the, the children and the mother was at the table. And he threw the diamonds on the table, and they were stuffing the diamonds and bread and swallowing the shit, my nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, yo, mm-hmm. the Jew. This is the Jew. I got a question, right? You you remember the the movie somewhat? In the movie, do they show any scenes of them like? Um, burning the people up or like any type of ovens and stuff like that, burning multiple people at a time. Any situation? Schindler's List or or some another movie? Oh, Schindler's List. The Schindler's List. Do they saw burning shit? I'm just, I'm just asking. It's a long ass movie. You know what I'm saying? But it might be a burning scene. I think they did show a burning scene. Because I was doing some investigation. On 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 um, the Holocaust, you know, and the um, victims after uh, hearing a hearing a, a interview with a, a Jewish rabbi, who uh, you know, after being questioned about it, he he basically was like, you know, if it, you know, six million, sixty thousand, who knows, who knows the numbers, <laughs> numbers don't count, you know what what. And so he was talking like that, right? And so I'm like, all right. And so when I went to go look and see, I see that there was an outbreak, right? And uh, mad people, mad bodies, mad people got um, got some type of disease from the rats and stuff and was dying. And, and right, so they went to the camps and everything, and they were showing the camps and stuff like that. And they was like, yo, and... And it just didn't add up. You, they didn't have large enough chambers to gas them. And then if you gassed them, they were showing, you know, if you gassed them, they would be poisonous, and they didn't even have equipment to be able to take these bodies out that would be, you know, uh, obviously contaminated bodies. And then they were saying that it would be a, a task that no one would undertake to burn so, uh, you know, so many bodies at a time, you know, because there was tales of being of burning hundreds of bodies at a time, 100 at a time, 20 at a time. And they were saying that it takes 24 hours basically to burn one body okay. all the way through. Just, Six uh, million? Uh, you know, a lot uh, of motherfucking bodies. Yeah, they burn. Now, now when you, uh, okay, after a certain amount of degrees, now, I have to look at the bone remains, but if I'm not mistaken, and I just learned this shit, too. I just learned this shit. Uh, when we found some human remains at that site I was telling y'all about, um, after, I think, after 24, I think natural fire only goes up to, what, 1,800 degrees? So if you're burning it naturally, like, you know what I mean, just, just you know, wood fire, you know what I mean? 
that Wolf 5 will only get to a certain amount of degrees, and when it charged, the, you know, the flesh and so forth, it will leave like a, 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 a brownish, reddish color to the bone. Now, when that shit's been more than that, and sometimes it could be, uh, what was, it, it'll give a, a bluish tint. This is indicative of, of, of high bond, meaning, meaning it could be an oil fuel fire, like because because the body's fatty, you know what I mean? It's very fatty, and I heard that's one of the, the worst smellings you want to is a human flesh burn. I don't know if because you you know it's a human, you a human and it's burning, but it's one of the raw smellings ever. But if you got sophisticated burning techniques like cremation, that money know what they're doing, it can get hotter than that. Yeah. And it'll give off a bluish tint. When it, and that's how we know in archaeology, like, for example, if it's indicative of specific cremation. Like, because human beings die in fire, right? We couldn't say, you know, not, you know, they could have, they hut could have burnt up or something like that, and they burnt up and died of that nature. Or, was, you know, ambushed or burnt like that. And that was, the, you know, but to say that it was cremation, we have to see specifics. And when we see the specifics is, damn, you know, because there's no, there's, there's little to nothing shit left oftentimes with the cremation. You know, like like the powder, you know, the ashes basically you get in your urn. You see what I'm saying? The only thing that be left, right, they said no matter how long you burn it, right, said the thing that be left is the teeth and the bones. You got to crush the bones no matter what. Yeah, that's what we find, the teeth. The teeth, if the teeth, if, the, if, if when your teeth, if you get, if I get cremated, I'll use me. If I get cremated, and, and right now the techniques, and let's just say you ask for my teeth. And, and I think people should, too, if they get cremations, because make sure you got the right answer. The teeth should have a bluish hue to it. Uh, you know, a blue you, your blue you, you to never mistake for it. You know what I mean? Nazis had furnaces, though. That's what I heard, you know. But the Jews saw it, the Jews saw it coming for it got to that point. That was my the whole point. They was rich balling. Hitler didn't start killing the Jews. That's what I thought happened to uh, uh, Walton, uh, 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 Professor William Mackey. That he broke that shit down. No, nah, that shit was the, just like. Uh, uh, what he kept saying. One war doesn't, you know, when it's a war, it's a two. The second war wouldn't have happened unless the first war never ended, or or, or, or somebody was, you know, bitter or whatnot. It was always some unfinished business. You see what I'm saying? And it was World War One. We still, it's been a hundred years after since World War One, and it's almost the same context with them trying to. And, and we should do this too. And I encourage everybody go look up map of Africa. No, 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 no. no. Look at a map of Europe. Yes. Look at a map of Europe from 1915. 
No, no, no. Because that's when I think that's when World War One ended. It was, a, it was only a ten-year war. No, no. It was, I think a ten-year war. Goddamn, ten million motherfuckers died, or, or hundred million motherfuckers died. I got to look my facts up right now. I'm off this body this blunt, but the, the shortest war in human history, when most people have died. But look at it. Look at a map then, and look at a map now. Being this a hundred years, and tell me what you know what I mean. If you can, Beckerah family, and when I try to find this movie, I got a copy of it. It's a, uh, I got it on VHS. It's called The Eternal Jew. I don't know if you ever seen it before. That shit is kind of raw. Uh, it talking about the Jews before World War One, before the motherfuckers even really broke up out of Europe and shit. I gotta look at it again, but it. It talks about how the motherfuckers basically was accustomed to living in squalor. And like you said, uh, the Mechariah they had, they started to make a little money off of trinkets and shit, but everywhere that they went, they would pretty much, you know what I'm saying, make their come up off of exploiting off of the people in that region. It says these motherfuckers was like, you gotta see that movie. That's where I did see the big end. I was going to add on to your point about the making trinkets. That was one of the ways that they came up with the gold because they were so skilled jewelers and they always had jewelry. What people started to do was start to let them hold their gold. So what they would start doing was issuing like um, little certificates saying, y'all, all all right, we got your gold. Then what they did was they sent their peoples off to, you know, their peoples being Americans. Or they people's been in another land anywhere. Mm-hmm. So what they do is you give them a ticket, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you give them their gold, you give them a ticket. When they get over to wherever, whatever place they go and travel to, all they got to do is turn their ticket in and they get their gold. And so that's how they start getting people money. After a while, people wasn't really coming to get all their money. You know, they holding it. People don't come. You don't go to the bank. You don't put your money in the bank and get it all back out. You don't do that. You just keep it in there. You save it. You put more in there. So that's how they You do have uh, some Jews. Uh, I'm assuming the time period you're talking about, brother, is like the 1800s, 1900s. But the fact is, is that you had wealthy Jews, as the brother did explain. I mean, who were the Sephardics? Mm-hmm. Who was Cristobal Colon? Who were the barons that helped finance these crusades? Which the football trophy is named after. They were called the Labardi. Labard. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, ain't the football thing called Labardi or some shit? Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what that is, but it's what, I know it's an award in the football uh, bullshit. The Knights Templar mm-hmm. people. Them crackers. Yep. Who are the Rothschilds? See, we got a gang of Hellenized Jews. A little bit of Sephardic Jews still there. 
having a whole wild cobble or goddamn Oscar Does anybody know exactly when they took on the term Jew as far as like a date? About 740. 740 B.C.? I'm going to say no way. Not according to Dr. Walter Williams' work, no way. Uh-huh. 740 A.D. But when they started taking on the, um, that's when the Khazars started to become, take on that, uh, whatever you would call the, they started to take on some of the customs. That's what the Khazars did in 740. They started to become, um, Hebrew and style, where they would they took on the language, took on some of the customs in order for them not to have to go to war in between the Orthodox Christians and the Muslims, who was invaded from both sides on them. So I guess, I don't know if they were Jews then. But I know that's I, I know that's the that's the time when the Khazars um, started to be started to take on that uh, identity and become the people that I, we know now as the Jews. Mm-hmm. We know when they came on it, you know this you know the new Jew this this idea about the new Jew. This macho new Jew is what we're talking about. This macho new Jew is after the Holocaust. This is the worst Jew. See, we, we talking about waves. The Sephardim, when we talk about the Sephardim, that's who financed slavery in the 15th century. Or the 1500s, basically, the 1500s, all the 1600s, 1700s. In the nineteen in the eighteen hundreds to the nineteen hundreds. No, 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 all the way. Oh, no, I'm, 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 I'm kidding myself. From yeah, from the fifteen hundreds, they the Jews been making because when Christopher Columbus came over, he was of that descent, Portuguese Jewish. See, they're an ethnic group. Mm-hmm. And the proof of that is Spanish culture. Because it's it's just a lot of twisting in Spanish culture. Because to some extent, like the community said, who financed the shit? That's all you need to focus at. That's the Sephardim Jews. We're talking about the Ashkenazi Jew right now that's in power, though. Mm-hmm. So this thing came in, and I, I say this among crackers, and I've never been, you know, don't know crackers, you know, crackers and we say some shit like you're just being racist. You know, you say you say something, you know, like you say it's been raining tomorrow. You're just being racist. No. Mm-hmm. Let me get a quarter. You're being racist. You know what I'm saying? But I say this and get away with this shit proudly because it's a fucking fact. You see what I'm saying? It's a fact, my nigga. You see what I'm saying? The fact is in the eighteen hundreds to the 1900s. And like right now, what we're dealing with right now, after World War One and World War Two, Europeans were coming over here, Eastern Europeans flooding over here in America. A lot of them weren't even Jews, but they were claiming to be Jews. Mm-hmm. Away from Russian stock, most of them Eastern. When I say Eastern European, I sit the map in the motherfucking, uh, we, will, we will look at that. I'm talking about all of that shit. All made, a lot of Slavs. 
if you look at the, the word uh, 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 Slovenia, Slovenia, all those Slav names, Slav means slave. Croatia, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All those Slav, they like the niggas of Europe. They, you know, okay. country. Mm-hmm. They flooded over here. Some of them had come, some, you know, some of them came prestigiously, you know, and when they came over here, they took advantage of that shit. You be born here and you American. So they had first generation motherfuckers who were born. Italians did the same thing. This is what they, and when they came over here, my nigga, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Ashe, and I like to <clears throat> quote Dr. Walter Williams out of his Origins of Islam, uh, page 64. Remember that Judaism is not a BC religion. For it cannot predate Solomon bar Isaac, called Rashid. Uh, his time is from 1040 to 1104 A.D. Its creator and formulator, whose writings inspired Moses Maimonides. There's a hospital in Brooklyn named after, it's called Maimonides, by the way. Neither can Judaism predate the first crusade of 1096 A.D. In simple language, the world had no religion called Judaism before the French baron, and you know baron means what? Hello. Uh, Rashidi, Moses Maimonides, Jacob and Mir, or the Knights Templar. They all played a hand in the creation and the, and the development of Judaism. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You said baron mean what, uh, big bro? Banker, did you say? Banker. Yeah. Okay. They got their money. They took they got their money during the Crusades. See the Crusades, Dr. Clark, you best over you. When the Crusades hit the biggest lie that the world says is that they was fighting over religion. That's some bullshit. Because during this period in history, the cracker is doing bad. He is 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 swept out of the Mediterranean. He got two thorns in his side. He got Arabs and he got Africans he's dealing with. He no longer has access to all that good shit that's popping in the Mediterranean south. Well, as soon as you hit the Mediterranean, because well, you know what I'm saying, the water gets warmer. Life, you start to see, you get to see in life. While in Europe, they did what they naturally do before they ever met any other culture. Practice feudalism. They practice what, what some of us suffer from through self hate. Is really you 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 living out the personality traits of of the of the one in power because they govern behavior. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They govern how you think, how you talk, how you're supposed to act, and so forth, because they're the dominant culture. So we mimic their shit. The European, while doing that, <laughs> he's in the dark ages now. Forgot longitude and latitude. Main arbitrator of, of, of the raft is the church. The church is doing the people wrong. Only one church, Catholic Church. Feel me? The the the, the council in Nicaea. That's that was that already happened. I'm talking about 
uh, uh, first century. Feel me? A.D. We got, let's look at 1099, for example. Jerusalem is the center focal point. Salahuddin and got into it and I think gave them what they wanted. A good movie to watch on this that's actually historically accurate is uh, Kingdom of Heaven. The director, he when he made the movie, he got both, all three of the so-called religions. But one thing that they show you is how Jerusalem, the, the nice of the Templar, get they play in Jerusalem through the, lep- the, the the king of Jerusalem was a leper. He was fuck. He had fucked up skin and shit. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, they sold all that shit. Check that shit out. You see what I'm saying? But all what the European is kept in the dark ages. The church is putting all type of tides. You have to pay this type of that. They create they create hell. The the idea of hell. Hell didn't never exist. We know when hell was created. When you you know. That's why, you know what I mean, even when we have our writings on the wall, you don't see no hell depicted with flames and fire. That's purgatory. That's where you, you know, and they were doing shit like, they were they were using old, great people who died. You know, where you had to, uh, you know, the pastor telling you, the priest telling you that, you know, the mama didn't make it to heaven, my nigga, she's stuck in purgatory. You're going to have to get her, you know. If you you know the church is instituting the church is manipulating and controlling behavior because if, go on the internet type in you know if you if you had a, if you had a niche for stealing they would still have mechanics to put your hand for that if you you know sex shit they 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 snipped your dick off they they had all type of contraptions for torture the church during this time the people is tired they ready to reform. Dr. Clark said a wanderer, Peter the Wanderer, something like that, who came back from Jerusalem said that he was barred from looking at Christ's uh, remains and this something. From practicing the Christian, you know, ain't no Christ, it is Christianity this time, because we're talking about late. This, this is the first crusades. I'm getting to the first crusades. The fucking, uh, Peter the Wanderer said he got banned from seeing all of the relics, and the the, the the priests used that. The priests used that as a funnel for the people's vent, because the people was going to revolt against the church. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they said they, 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 they waged war on Jerusalem. During this time, to, to answer the brother's question, barons rise. Because at this time, the church gave people who didn't have no rights at all. We talking about social classes. We talking about feudalism. We talking about only two motherfucking really uh, uh, social classes. You either balling or you dirt poor. And most of the people that's rich ain't, ain't even abiding to the shit. They, 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 they ain't the most, you know, same thing like we see now, but on a more primitive scale but at the time period. So the 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 the... the the pastor or the, the pope give anybody who's a peasant, meaning who wasn't a duke or a lord or a sir, if they were to go to Jerusalem and, you know, 
they could redeem themselves, names, and, and, and you know, and come back as new men with something. You see what I'm saying? They were there this same tactic for America, right? <laughs> they go. So these barons, while they go, they they shout, they 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 burning and looting every town to Jerusalem. Doctor Clark say, what do you say? Uh, any woman under under eleven wasn't safe. In the name of God, give it here. In the name of God. In the name of God. So at this time period, some people weren't. You know, some of these some of these Europeans weren't just. You know, some of them was monopolizing, making money. This is where we see the rise of these barons popping up. This is what I've seen of my studies. The barons popping up during this part in um during the Crusades because. They had a strong influence in in France. How the yeah. fuck you gonna just buy some territory in France and just you know you know what I'm saying? Now what else was going on during that time? Also, a lot of the trading, a lot of the trading routes was cut off. Like you couldn't really be moving through there because, like you said, most people sweep down on your ass, you be out of there. So a lot of trading was held up, and that's and, and that's one of the other ways. That's all I was saying about about them. Lending out them low. I'm gonna pull the. I'm gonna pull the. Um. Motherfucking exact, exact. Uh, uh, hey, you want to see war tactics? You gotta. You know, if you, I'm, I'm giving you a. You know, a pre. You know, advisory before you watch the movie because it's it's, a, it's one of religion, but they got a little of their history right. When Salahu did come to Jerusalem and served them crackers, he showed how savage they were. Feel me? And cowardly they were. I'm talking about, he even, he knew, you know what I'm saying, he, when I say he gave them Jerusalem, I meaning he really ran that motherfucker, feel me? Because the king was a leper, and the leper, uh, 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 he was going to have his daughter marry a fucking knight of the Templar. This is true history. This is, this is true history. And you, because the Templars is coming up, they coming up out of France. These niggas was the first motherfuckers to uh uh uh. That we should have a show on itself. Don't deal with the don't deal with the the spook shit on whom we talking about savage crackers. Let's just give you and they just changed the name. They using fancy titles, but we we need to really get to that because it needs to be done. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Because them niggas came from you know just basically. Having nothing and then they popping up with something, and that was they that was they were they bringing their money at. Feel me? Went from went from protecting motherfuckers and to 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 now they got the money. You know what I mean? All type of shit like that. But they pop up in France, and when they pop up in France, I'm trying to think of dude's name. Damn, what's his name? I can't think of his name, but I know the area he in. <sighs> Acre, Acre, Acre. I think it's called Acre. And then Salahuddin is right. Uh, I can't look at my phone and talk. I got to mute my phone. It's a little bit. It's between Jerusalem. He had a nice strategic place because the Templar was trying to reign a coup because the fucking the leper king was weak. It's before Lionheart. This before uh, King Lionheart of England get there. This the first one. This allegedly, you know, it was about six or seven crusades. A lot of people don't even know that neither. 
over the children's crusade. That's a good, like the car did a great motherfucking presentation on that, man. The best the best I've we did, we did a little overview on that when we was doing the history of Christianity, the origin of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the town that Salahuddin was in right now. I'm going to find it, though. I'm going I'm to Google it. Yeah, that's that's some heat. But the, that's how the, they rise up and just to speed things up so we can get shown the motherfuckers out now. They... They they get the funding. They make they seem to prosper. The history shows that they seem to prosper during alleged wars because they rose during the, they, their creation. Their conception was was conceived during the Crusade. Since the Camille you that reference that they Camille you reference that date that's during the Crusade. That's that's they reference a date. That's and that's the same reference of date for a Jew. That's another connection. Another another connection is who runs academia in terms of linguistics and, and anthropology is French, is Franco uh, Franco Jews. Was the opposite? Another connection. That's why I fuck with Shaka because he in France. Feel me? And it ain't a coincidence then that France got the most niggas in Europe then, huh? Tell that history. That's that's where the Templars came from, France. That's that's the same area in Europe. And then what Doctor Clark say? France, France got most of of colonial Africa during uh, the the Berlin Conference. We can connect. But which I was which I was getting on earlier, that was some that's that needs to be looked at. And the perspective from that will be the biggest mistake scientists make is thinking that their idea is theirs when they get sponsored. Mm-hmm. That motherfuckers, they're bought and paid for. They're paying for your ideas. And that's why some scientists will take the position of not being paid for, not being bought out. And may live a life of being broke and be genius. And you'll be wondering why you ain't pushed them over to because they 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 intelligent. They also understand that people people will pay money to try to manipulate them for their creation. So you gotta look at it too. If you're in the business of creating weapons of mass destruction, you're also in the in the business of manipulating individuals for their their talent. Convincing these motherfuckers and these motherfuckers probably. It was easier back then during segregation to make them type of weapons because the racism was clearly there. You feel me? Mixing with us, socializing with us, and and, have, and living great cracker lives to some extent. The European has somehow developed this false sense of morality that they should do good sometimes. Y'all, y'all peep this out. Know that they're working for a terrorist company. Know the history of it. But they don't take the position that, you know what I mean, a change of heart. And that's where they get murked. Because white power is a collective base. You see what I'm saying? There are no yeah. white power. Yeah, exactly when they get murked right now. They don't have the numbers to sufficiently have a one-liter type of situation. You see what I'm saying? 
We can do that. We got the numbers. We can have one fucked up leader who fucked up. And we, <laughs> that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what's going on now. But that's why they're using Obama right now. But another reason why that's not one, but that's another reason why they're using Obama. But yeah. They don't have the numbers, so white power is not a fucking individual type. This is a collective. That's why you can have you can you can talk to a cracker on on the one on one on one level and influence the shit out that nigga. Had a nigga pro, you know what I'm saying? I'll be, but it's the problem is when they get around their people. We we are the same people no matter who we are around, because that's that's what we call in the hood real, right? The cracker is in mass uniform when it's savagery when he in public. Not until he comes to the comforts of the cave that he can start grunting and grab his club and give, you know what I mean? That's something to keep in mind. So when they when they in big numbers, that's the problem. When they in any numbers, really, they group minded. They like like dogs. You see yeah, what they pack minded. Notice how dogs base it change when they get in big groups. Mm-hmm. They pack animals. And lynch mob man. You feel me? Because they can't, they don't have the power as an individual to vent out their problems. So when they, they all have a collective uh, a problem. You can see that when they, when they come in big groups and what they choose to talk about. How they act. What they attack. Look oh. at when they come together for big groups. What they come together for. They only come together for sports. Sporting games, that's when they come together for the big groups. Big groups come out, and the, and the most elite come out for the, the more the 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 the, the, uh, the perceived more uh, pain dealt out. That's who comes to the most prestigious stuff. That's why boxing is prestigious. That's why they don't got no more hundred thousand. That's why there's no more boxing outside where a hundred thousand people can see. They only want twenty five thousand in there, but they want it exclusive, so you got to pay. $5,000 for that front row seat. The most relevant scene to give a young nigga right now for a visionary? Remember Tales from the Hood? The, the, the coldest scene in Tales from the Hood is when they placed the young killer in the cell with the cracker. I remember that scene? He asked, but he asked uh, uh, Crazy K. Crazy K, yeah. <laughs> Did the brother you killed look like you? Remember that? I, I, I think he I, said I, tattoos of dead nigger everywhere. He said everywhere you see is white power nation. Listen to that fucking scene. And you'll, 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 you'll wake up in the morning and greet your black brother a little differently in the morning. You feel me? Yeah, I ain't seen that movie. <laughs> When the sister was trying to reform the young killer. Yeah, I remember. Tell the hood. The coldest thing that, that he shot the cracker. But you, you see what I'm saying? The cracker took you and was like, nigga, that's probably the first time you ever hit a white man. You feel me? Nigga, I mean, there was the brother you killed, you know, and, and, and that's a bit, you know, in regard to the military strategy of the lynch mob. That really should venerate us as, 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 a, as a group because let's look at the Europeans collective. When he by himself, how you doing? You know, 
keep pushing when you get them big numbers. So that means that they all feel a certain way already. I won't have the balls to say it. You see what I'm saying? No doubt. And then we have a lynch mob type of mentality. See, we can do the op. We can do the same thing and wouldn't even get spotted out because they would expect me and you to. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, when you see a KKK mob burning a cross, for example, a lot of them crackers don't get along. A lot of them want to kill each other. They agree and stick together because they agree upon killing niggas. Y'all, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Man, if if me and you, if me and you was the hanging cracker on the tree, I'm saying this on the air. If me and you was the hanging cracker from a tree, we would have a different relationship, wouldn't we, brother? Not just because we committed a murder, but. <laughs> Symbolism. Symbolism huh? of a power. Yeah. Our race is the most powerful against who we're fighting against. Not the most powerful, but the connection between us makes us the blood bond at that point. Us against the world, so to speak. And that's how them niggas came out of Europe. Us against the world. Stop the little fighting here. Just take it to the rest of these non-European motherfuckers. Even to the point where they put a religious, you know what I'm saying, context ain't, behind it. Hey, ain't that common sense of, of survival? To keep me to keep me from eating my looking at it from a, a Neanderthal perspective, to keep me from eating my neighbor, me and my neighbor agree that we hate niggas. That's white power. That's how it functions. That's why they have to why you think they spend so much time saying, Well, it's just the niggers. It has to be us because they'll go right back to eating one another. That's why, I like, when I get around a bunch of crackers, I like to bring up, I like to play divide and conquer amongst them. Feel me? No question. What's your name? I'm McLaren. Oh, you ain't even really white. A lot of y'all think y'all white up in here in the house. Y'all ain't even white. You feel me? I'm questioning they stuff and walk up out of here. I didn't know you was half Irish, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. And walk apart that motherfucker because it's 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 easier to do among them than us. It is easier easier to do among them than us. Because another thing, niggas only Europeans just started getting last names to prove my point. On that just look at any history book. Who 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 is the author? Who who is the creator of mathematics or, or algebra? Or, or, or who studied the stars? Was it Galileo? <laughs> we know Europeans got last names. Fifteen hundreds. Only only reference Leonardo da Vinci. King Richard the Lionheart, Peter of Wander, Peter the Hermit. <laughs> Niggas just got last names. That means because they didn't denote family structure like that. That's 
That speaks a whole lot. I mean, that means if they didn't have that knowledge, that means they couldn't function in the high society numbers. So they never produced a civilization or a city. Because if, you, if we talking numbers, if we got a, a city of 10,000 people, some of them is families, right? It would be the natural thing was to denote them by families, right? Clans, right? Clan, your clan name often is your last name, right? Mm-hmm. Can somebody tell me an ancient European clan? Other than the clan, uh, ancient European clan. Uh, I don't know. Or clan, family tribe. I don't know. They can't really, you can't really spot one until they come in contact with us. Uh, how old? Mm-hmm. Did Alexander the Greek have a last name? No. So how the fuck does the Queen of England find her bloodline to Alexander the Greek. You know, a little shit like they'll use like that, for example. Feel me? <laughs> yeah. Reading an introduction to African civilizations last night, little page, and uh, Dr. Clark's intro was saying for a long time the African influence was so motherfucking prominent on the continent of Europe that Europe was almost referred to as a part of Africa for a long time. That's how deep the impact was that we had on that motherfucker. You look through this page out this book. I was reading that last night. I, w- I went over it like three times because I wanted to make sure what I was saying. I was trying to make sure I overstood what the fuck he was saying. Like I wasn't misconstruing it. <sighs> Look at that. Like it was made plain. Yeah, hold up, man. It can't really. All right. It mean that. Let me see. But yeah, it's a lot of frauds out there, man. Playing on your ignorance. I'll put that up. <laughs> I'm trying to understand, you know, how you like you mentioned John G. Jackson Introduction to Africa. It's a good book, and he might mention that in there. I'm gonna have to read that again. But I know in his Agents of Gold and Silver, he says um, 
you know, he's quoting uh, different Egyptologists, and um, there's one that um, after spending his time studying there, he was like, well, the evidence there shows that they had um, definitely the count. Um, let me let me get it right. But he was saying that they had um, been studying astronomy, mathematics for over 30,000 years, and then he goes to uh, Cracker Beast, whether they were alive or not, like Diodorus, who says that the ancestors had this information for over half a million years. Now, when you look at that time period, how can there be Neanderthals existing at that same time with these Africans who got civilization? And to get the quote right, this was from Professor Andre uh, Pochan, and his um, work was called The Mysteries of the Great Pyramid, which was put out in 1978. And why um, John G. Jackson put this here was to show how when the Europeans came into into Egypt, into Africa, and they was confronted with the artifacts that was there, that's when they had to change their date of the world from 6,000 to what, in two centuries they went, the scientists went from 6,000 years to 4.6 billion years. And he says here, um, the result of my in-depth study of the Great Pyramid is that there can be no doubt that at the time of the first recorded dynasties, the Egyptians had already attained an advanced degree of civilization. Now, before I go there, you got um, Duncan McNaughton, who uh, gives the date of um, the Great Pyramid, which was begun during the reign of King Zosa, a date of 5,345 uh, B.C., you know, and being finished by Khufu at, uh, and give Khufu the time period of the Fourth Dynasty, from 4,884 to 4,854, and Joseph, uh, let me just give that correct, a complete date, uh, 5,345 B.C. to 5,307 B.C. He goes on to say, the specimens of statuary, jewelry, and carpentry that have come down to us are hardly inferior to our 20th century masterpieces. And despite our modern methods, we would find it difficult to build pyramids as colossal as those found at Giza, Dashur, and um, Medum. All this implies scientific, mathematical, and astronomical knowledge that the Egyptians, excuse me, that many Egyptologists are loath to concede. He goes on to say, as far as I'm concerned, there can be no doubt that the Egyptians have been recording astronomical observations for over 30,000 years. Uh, Berosis, if I'm pronouncing his name right, um, refers to 432,000 years, and Diodorus gives a date of 473,000 years before Alexander the Beast. How could there be Neanderthals? 600,000, and them being, them coming from our people. You got Dr. Richard King and his work who says for 300,000 years, African scientists have been studying their own essence. 
and this is a modern times of Dr. Richard King, but according to the cracker beast, you know, Diodosis, uh, uh is first century BC. He's supposed to be a Greek historian. And, uh, Barosis is 290 BC, a supposed Babylonian historian. And I don't believe that they came up with the 6.4, uh, 4.6 billion years of the planet uh, being here, or the solar system. I, I personally feel that's stolen information because the first time that it's articulated, it's not until uh, you got the first cracker, Sir uh, Gene James, 1877. He lived from 1877 to 1946, who supposedly out of thin air hypothesized this. And I don't believe that to be true. That 200 years, it's two, that dumb two centuries, are two centuries in which we are in chattel enslavement and they are raiding our land. They are raiding Egypt in particular. And I'm, I'm, I'm now throwing out a hypothesis that they came across information that they got, that our ancestors had down here and want to front like they put it out here in terms of that date, because they didn't have, he didn't, at, at 1872, um, excuse me, at 1877, from that time period to when he lived 1946, what kind of equipment would he have had to allow him to come to that? 1900, two American scientists, Chamberlain, a geologist, and Moulton, an astronomer, theorized on the same thing. What <laughs> How? What kind of equipment would they have had at that time period to measure radiation and all of this in, 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 in space to hypothesize, oh, no, excuse me, to theorize that there was a, 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 a Ra was already here and then a, a lesser version of Ra, another sun came by and caused an explosion, and, and then that stuff became what became that sun stuff, as he called it, that, that's the name he had for it, became uh, the planets in the universe evolving around Ra. Ah, that's stolen information. They ain't even articulating this shit right, so you can tell they don't really have no understanding of the information that they encounter because they can't even articulate it in the manner in which it makes any cohesive sense. I wanted to um, try to throw this little piece in there from the Introduction to African Civilization. This is the intro by um, Dr. John Henry Clark. He says, like, there was really no Europe in ancient times. In the Roman Empire, we may see a Mediterranean world or even a West and an East in the Latin and Greek-speaking portion, but the West includes parts of Africa as well as of Europe. And Europe, as we know, it was divided by the Rhine, the New, the New Bay, that's R-H-I-N-E-B-A-N-U-B-E, the line, the new bed, frontier, south and west of which lay the civilized provinces of the empire, and north and east, the barbarians of whom the civilized world knew almost nothing. 
the barbarians of whom the civilized world knew almost nothing. The two historians go on to say that Europe, that the word Europe since is meant, the two historians go on to say that the word Europe since it meant little was scarcely used by Romans at all. Even as late as the 17th century, the notion that the landmass south of the Mediterranean was an entity distinct from the landmass north of it had yet to be fully accepted. Melville uh, Herskovitz has pointed out how the geographer Royal from Fr- Royal of France, writing in 1656, described Africa as a peninsula so large that it comprises the third party. I think they speak in the Europe when he's saying that, so-called Europe. Uh, and this is the most southerly of our continents. In the years when the slave trade was getting effectively underway, some Europeans were claiming parts of Africa, especially Egypt, as an extension of their own continent and their culture. During this period, most history books were written to justify the slave trade and the colonial system that followed. Therefore, any honest writing of African history today must take this fact into consideration and be at least in part a restoration project. But it even is saying that the the, the Romans wasn't even... This is the um, page five. Okay. An introduction. This is the intro is by Dr. John Henry Court. So it said the Romans wasn't even calling uh calling it Europe. So they basically, from what I'm getting from what he's saying is pretty much saying it was almost like a colony of Africa to a certain extent until they started to, you know what I'm saying, pillage into Africa via the slave trade, and then started to try to, you know, consider themselves a separate state. Because it was mostly referred to, even in other books, as the Mediterranean world, or they said the Mediterranean peoples, when they came into Egypt or to Africa, they don't really refer to them as Europeans, though, even in other texts that I read. You know, brother, I'm going to be real with you. What I'm getting from him is mm-hmm. uh, um, in the years where he says, in the years when the slave trade was getting effective underway, some Europeans were claiming parts of Africa, especially Egypt, as an extension of their continent and their culture. That is because of the height uh, of of that civilization and what they found there, you know. Typical no Euro, uh, t- typical crackerbees that you know thievery. Take the best and claim it for yours. No doubt, I'm seeing. I'm I'm feeling like like that part is also what they're saying, and also because of I'm seeing what I'm reading from the earlier. Like it says, the uh, the empire we see, the empire we may see. Uh, in the Roman Empire, we may see a Mediterranean world or even a West and and an East in the Latin and Greek-speaking portions. And then right here is like, but the West 
included parts of Africa as well as of Europe. And Europe, as we know it, was divided by the Rhine-Danube frontier, south and west, of which lay the civilized provinces of the empire. And when I hear that, it's like the, the parts that the Africans then brought some fucking culture to. And then it says, in the north and east, the barbarians of whom the civilized world knew almost nothing. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost compelled to think it was some of what you saying, like, yeah, I, then when they got on their feet, they're like, okay, this is our shit down here. And prior to them getting on their feet when we was just nurturing them motherfuckers, they wanted to be, I mean, I think the influence we had on them becoming a so-called nation state, they started to identify as a colony of Africa, but all the while waiting in the background to be able to get the ups to be able to do, like you said, pretty much flip the script and make it as if they created what we had already brought to them. Well, that's true. I mean, um, in Sheikhan the Diop Civilization of Barbarism, he shows how uh, the 18th Dynasty, um, their imperialism move um, had, like, for Rams, for example, Ramses II had conquered all the way up to the Danube River which in here is um, being called the Rhine, the new frontier. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Clark is on point. Absolutely. But we did control that part of so-called Europe at that time. Well, it wasn't Europe. You know what I'm saying? Like Dr. Walter Williams, why I love his work, because he makes it clear, like, that uh, area that is known as the middle, that is misnomered as the Middle East today, he makes it clear that that was North Africa. No doubt. And that what we're calling North Africa today would have been Central Africa. North. What are you saying, bro? Northeast. The area in which we call him, as she said, North Anatolia, Turkey was called North. That's that's Northeast Africa. It was because when they when you look at a textbook, this is what the European going to tell you the oldest European civilization has statues of black women in Anatolia. You see what I'm saying? But they don't have a culture, meaning. They don't have any cultural practices now that can that, that can connect them to that culture. So they couldn't have been them, right? No doubt. How you claim something that you're not a part of? You know, because oftentimes you don't have to, you know, you don't have to connect through blood. You can connect through the culture. Feel me? Mm-hmm. We look at certain cultures. You know, for example, uh, the dominant cultural practices will set you aside often from other cultures. So if you are more or less a pastoralist and you speak a similar language to the pastoralist and you travel around the same areas that individual, we can make connection there. You see what I'm saying? It may be the same people. Well, come on. <laughs>
Oh, shit. So let everybody know. The no Jews, we, the Jews are AD people. We know when the Jews came into existence, we know the Europeans started language. We know the Europeans started writing. Because Neanderthals couldn't talk like we talk. They they had they didn't have a high boy born. H Y O I D high boy born something. Pronounced, you know what I'm saying? That's that's for talking. So them niggas, them niggas is grunting. Feel me? No doubt. But yeah, that that area was called North East Africa. Born, born, born. Read off some more of them deaths. What's murder? <laughs> Read off some more of them murders. Assassination. These people really acknowledge them crackers' deaths. We sure the fuck will. Huh? Keep the keep up the good work, JP Morgan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Mikrod, you haven't given your statistic in a minute. Oh, yeah, it's, it's their statistics. Shit, it's a known fact that every year, <laughs> 24,000 Russian women die every year at the hands of domestic violence. When they talking that shit about you beating your girl up and all that shit, man, think about that Russian woman who running around the table because she didn't make Yuri that sauerkraut the way she want, he wanted it. You know what I'm talking about? Because he, she forgot to put the toilet paper on the roll for whatever reason. 24 Russian women die every day at the hands of her so-called lover. They say in the Russian war against Afghanistan, that war was 10 years and 24,000 Russian men soldiers died. Why the fuck are they getting mourned when the real soldiers are Russian women? <laughs> or 24. <laughs> As we speak, this show been on. How long when y'all start rocking out? Okay. That would be 7 o'clock Cali time. It's 11 in Cali now for 7. What was that? Four hours? Four Russian women have been savagely beaten to death. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. That's a culture, y'all. I mean, he, they Russian niggas is good with the hands of they women. 
you know, God damn, that's a culture. Mm-mm-mm. Some strangle. I bet you eighty percent are probably eating or some shit or shit like that too as well. But that's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's another fact too. I think it's easier for us to, to for niggas or anybody or any individual, male or female. You, it's easy for us to convince the cracker why he should kill his wife. Then vice versa. But go ahead, brother. Read off the statistics. Whatever happened with that OG over by your hood, brother? One who uh, tried to get him parole for life. You ever get some, get some feedback on this, on this shit? With, a, with an OG, man, he done went to court back and forth several times. And, uh, you know, they were saying about a month they might let him back out. He had some old warrants and stuff from the time when he was locked up. He had warrants on him. You know, I don't know how that popped up, but it popped up. And, uh, so you know he he going, he, you know hopefully he be out in a month. They just reinstate his uh, you know reinstate his probation, or parole actually. That he gonna be on paper for the rest of his life and shit. Yeah, he on paper for his life. Scared that boy. I was going to stipulations of him getting out because he was going, you know, he was into that action. Yeah, I remember I heard you talk about it on that show. Whatever happened to that white boy, Chris, he turned stake on all the little cats in the nigga was the main, main motherfucking supplier. Yo, he out, man. Yo, I ain't heard nothing about the white boy. I ain't heard nothing from nobody. Ain't heard nothing from nobody about white boy Chris. Yeah, somebody, some shit. Somebody told me some shit. You know, I guess to make me feel they were like, you know, brother, you know, when you should pray that you know you're free, brother. Every time you go to bed, because you know, around this time of night, is a you know, a name black man is in, you know in jail right now. I should be praying for God to be free. That's a God-given, <laughs> goddamn right. I should be praying. I should be damning God for having so many motherfuckers locked up. Okay. That's real talk, my nigga. I mean, that's the first place. That's even that's that's the first reason why we need to destroy this cracker's agenda right there because this motherfucker got kicked, right. This motherfucker shackled down right now. Mm-hmm. I got a plantation. Hell yeah, worse than plantation. At least the plantation you seen some some green shit. You know, the, this shit, this mm-hmm. shit right now, man, is they housing niggas up like 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 warehouses. Like warehouses got you know what I mean? Bays and shit. That shit is crazy, my nigga. My phobia is the why you know 
Oh, make right. You only getting two days. You shouldn't trip. Fuck that, nigga. A, a disaster could break. Anything could happen. Humanity could die out, and, and, and half the world will just die off from zombies. And nigga, we'll be stuck in that motherfucker. You know, in, in regards to how they got us caged up. You feel me? Whatever. If the guards don't come to work, nigga, yeah, I shouldn't be so. You know what I mean? That's right. Fuck that. That's that's being complacent. You know, oh, it's just a little warm. Nigga, go do a little 10 days. Fuck, anything can happen in 10 days. Not with me in jail. Yeah, while, me, yeah, while I'm in jail. But not with the contact I'm having with other inmates. No. I'm talking about the motherfuckers managing this facility. You feel me? Yeah. That's my fault. Yeah, you know, a little small shit. People, you know, you shouldn't even be saying. I'm, I'm sure, you, you know, shouldn't have to be asking your so-called God for small shit that's supposed to be given to you already. That's uh, I, I understand Walter William said that's a form of begging. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Niggas go into savage mode when they be up in there, man. Just to survive and shit. Remember, I had to do like, I, I was just in that motherfucker overnight on some bullshit. But then I get up the next day, they bringing in the food trays and shit. Niggas just bartering with that shit, man. Like, that shit was like big bucks and shit. And like, you know what I'm saying? First of all, I wasn't going to eat none of that shit because the shit is just open and shit, like, like slopping. I guess it was supposed to be grits. Put a spoonful of peanut butter on your shit, a square of butter, bread, some milk in a bag and shit. I don't know what none of that shit is, man. My people's just in there bargaining. Like, yeah, man, give you my bread for your banana, this and that, this and that. Shit. The only thing they came out with that was sealed up was, like, the orange juice, like the little juices you used to get with your breakfast. You know, you get that little breakfast at school in the morning and shit. Little foil on the top of it, and she just pull the foil back. I told him, nigga, I said, man, you give me your two juices, bro. You can have my whole tray. You can my little juices and shit, but I was just like, God damn, I knew I was about to be about that motherfucker in a minute anyway, but I just seen the level, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you control the motherfucker's environment, man, you can cause their mind state to come down to a level of savagery where the niggas be thinking sometimes the shit that they doing is normal in that environment, that shit was just the way niggas had to get down. But I'm like, God damn. It was just crazy. It was some crazy mm-hmm. shit. I'm like, damn, imagine a nigga having to be up in that motherfucker for like three years, five years. That's only in the workhouse and shit. So a lot of niggas just be, the workhouse be worse than actually going to an actual joint to do your time because you just be 24 hours Pretty much twenty four hour lockdown and shit. So unless you got a little job or something where you serving food, cleaning, mopping, you just locked down twenty four fucking hours a day. Thank you, them Black uh, Panther uh, party members that them been in there for decades. You know I mean? Decades. You know my whole problem with it is the very people who created the Constitution, the very people who created this law on judging people, the judicial system, are the worst fucking criminals the earth has ever seen. Like, real. 
I'm with you on that, see. That's how I know we in the Matrix. Because we wouldn't accept that shit. We wouldn't accept fucking criminals, the law of the law, judging us. What right do you have? Motherfuckers who created the Constitution were the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut the dispute with my daughter's mom. So I'm up in here. She got her little lawyer. I got me a lawyer. I'm looking like we got a little guardian that lied him on the shit. And I'm like, these motherfucking crackers are sitting back getting paid, laughing at our dumb ass. And my daughter's mom, you know what I'm saying? She pissed off at me, so she don't even see the whole charade. And I'm like, these motherfuckers don't get too fucked about you or me. They just getting paid, kicking back. And they're going to drag this shit out as long as a motherfucker don't, ain't able to see. And I'm like, these motherfuckers is pedophiles and shit, so they really don't give a fuck about nobody's babies. You know what I'm saying? They don't even give a fuck about their own children. So like, and I'm like, we going to these motherfuckers for some type of justice and some type of fair play. And it's like sis said, these are the motherfuckers that's all the way fucked up. But uh, that shit wild, man. Hey, it is. That's how you get on my bell, so I don't fuck you family. You call the police. That's you want to do you want to Call, call them boys or even involve them Elroy's in my business, nigga. It's like, I'll put you in a whole different category. You know what I mean? Man. That's the worst thing you can do. That we can we can we can fall out, you know, it can be family disputes and so forth. And shit can get iron increased out. You know what I mean? You all supposed to call them motherfuckers when some, and we really shouldn't be doing that, but you know, when somebody really down and leaking, you know, meeting emergency not because we caused it, you know, but, you know, shit like that, but. But it's that culture security, but we think we, we can fit in like them. We think, first off, that's what we need to analyze. When and how did motherfuckers get convinced that the police was for us? Yeah, the slavery condition, man. Despite seeing the police fuck us up and not be for <laughs> us, you still think mentally they for you. That's some serious uh, cycle shit. Mm. I had two family members call the cops on me. And it'd be over some bullshit at that. Like, like I, I, was I was on righteous shit. I was on righteous That's what I'm saying. They calling them. It really wasn't even no situation. Like you said, nobody was leaking or nothing. Motherfuckers just really couldn't fuck. That truth is a deadly, you know what I'm saying, entity, man. That'll make the weakest motherfucker do some sucker shit. I just saw, you know, the mental enslavement of my own people. You know, that's all that did for me. Just bring the shit home, how fucked up we are in our psyche. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the best visual. Is like that's that's like the Matrix type. You know what I mean? <laughs> Motherfuckers, they call the agents on you. You know what I mean? And you like you know they sleep. It's really on the Matrix type shit. But but you know to use brother little terms, you know this motherfuckers worth cutting off, and they are too. Should so be saying this shit too because they gonna serve. They're, they've already been programmed that their success is based on serving the same program and is institutionalizing their ass, you know what I mean? And that's what Amos Wilson said, that 
that's when the minority becomes then neo-colonial, you know, the neo-colonialism going on. They turn inward on the African, on the African nation, or, or anything that's of that because it's, it's sought upon as being anti-American. And if it's anti-American, then that means it's anti-my success because my success is based on upon me playing the role of trying to identify strongly with being an American. You see what I mean? You ever notice that? When you black, you have to place the emphasis on you being American than more so in your African descent. It's almost as so like on one hand, nigga, go back to Africa. You need to go back to Africa with your black ass. But when you talking your African, it's hard, you know, your your credibility with you being African now is in question because you weren't born there for you. You, know, you ever notice that? I say I had shared some with family the other day because I was watching The Matrix and the beginning part was so heavy. I done seen The Matrix a thousand times now. But the beginning dialogue with Morpheus and Neo, all you had to do was supplant the word matrix with white supremacy. And he was talking about our mental state as a people. Hey, and that mentality exists in every white society when it comes to us. <coughs> like, even whether it be in France or Mexico or South America where they got black people, they have to be more of the culture that they're in than they can be African to be successful. So if you see a black, dark-ass Dominican Republic, you're going to be more or less with the culture that's Spanish than he will be in his African descent. He's clearly an African who speaks Spanish. You feel me? That's what I, and I love Seti when he said because that's what he really... I mean, in every society, for example, every they had uh, a brother put, posted a, a picture, I think, from uh, a, a country in Africa, and they were all in Chinese garments. And, and it really shows that, you know, every culture to some extent is anti-African because little to few openly compromise and accept African culture. You know what I mean? And indulge in it. When this African culture is the only open culture. Even in even you know cultures now, for example, you, you feel me? Very honest, upfront. This is what it is. You know, we want to get the same luxury, whether it be Europe or Asia. We, me, you, we couldn't walk up on a Shaolin temple's doorstep and say we want to be Shaolin temple monks. They gonna say you're not Chinese, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I know. But at one point in history, even they admitted a lot of people was open enough to come to Egypt and learn. Feel me? They didn't learn all the ways to build because they would have had pyramids. But they had they learned the basics. Because <laughs> what knowledge is that people go come. Because communication is a sixteen way street, sixty four way street, just like these highways. Shit. Even more complex because when you add language to it, now you got, you know what I mean? 
fucked up part about our aggression, though. I see, man, it's like, they you know they wrong, man, and they'll play because they know the way the system's going to react. Like, for me, man, my daughter's mine, bro. She, she, she did some ill shit, bro. She tried to say, like, I was touching my daughter and shit. Like, she did this shit only after I go file for joint custody. She got mad because I filed for joint, and then I got a temporary order for visitation. So then she hires a fucking lawyer, and then a lawyer gives her the blueprint how to pretty much go about making allegations of sexual abuse on a legal format to make that shit seem real just to call, fuck me up from being able to get access to my daughter. That's what the fuck she did. You know what I'm saying? Real. So now the shit been gone so far, she want to pull back on this shit, but she can't really even pull back because she didn't already took the shit, you know what I'm saying, into the deep waters. But you know what I'm saying? Children's services and shit never pick nothing up. So there's no validity to her claim, but we in this little crack of court for the fucking little judge and shit keep on. You know, they want me to do this little evaluation and shit. Meanwhile, this shit costs some bread. They want me to do some type of, like, evaluation for, like, sexually deviant behavior and shit. Meanwhile, there's no uh, evidence to the claims other than my daughter's mom making the claim. And as soon as she made the claim, her lawyer told her to go take her to, like, sexual abuse counseling and shit just to get bullshit to try to back up what she's saying, even though children's services, nor she tried to make a follow up. She took her to the hospital and shit, you know what I'm saying? She's telling them all, oh, my daughter said I did this to her, did that to her. But they, you know, they give her a little mental evaluation, didn't feel thorough enough about what she was saying to give her any physical evaluation. You know what I'm saying? My daughter only like, she was like, what, five and a half, six at the time? So please don't pick no shit up because once you take it to the hospital, you know, they have to follow up with the authorities. I got contacted by detectives and shit. They don't pick it up, talk to the detective. He's like, okay, I can see this is pretty much just, you know what I'm saying, an emotional type of reaction for whatever reason. And then the children's services don't pick it up. And now we're in the cracker court and they, they making a deal out of it when there's no deal, you know what I'm saying, because no other agency picked it up. So it's like motherfuckers pretty much just, they getting money. So they want me to take the evaluation. This evaluation costs like $1,000. Meanwhile, I got my lawyer. She got her lawyer. Only went and got a lawyer after she started talking that sexual abuse shit. I'm like, okay, that shit could kind of come back on me. You know what I'm saying? Just for the fact that, you know, I white these get and I'm a black male. So I'm like, I'm not even going to bullshit with it. I just give me a mouthpiece. I'm just going to court for myself. But I'm in front of a white female magistrate and this bitch is playing me like I'm some fucking clown like I'm you know what I mean I'm voicing my shit articulately but it's like she feeling like she gotta show me who's boss so there's just a whole lot of bullshit but the mom is playing on the fact that she already know the system is gonna be viewing the black male as some type of fucking troublemaker or some shit so she knew you know what I'm saying going in she was gonna kinda have to up some shit all of this because she just salty, you know what I'm saying? Because whatever it is, like I ain't trying to fuck with her, I'm trying to take care of my feed. So the shit just going going back and forth. But the thing I'm saying is I see the system just exacerbating the tension between me and her. They don't give a fuck about shit that they just getting paid while we running around looking like 
fucking dumbasses and shit. They sitting back getting paid. Like, okay, well, whatever. We just get these niggas money, and then, you know, that's on them. However far they're going to take it, it's on them. I'm just kind of slow my row as far as just pushing it too hard. That shit just stupid, man. Just I'm just sitting back like when niggas kill niggas and shit. Like, go ahead. Oh yeah, he did this. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hang, we're gonna take care of it for you. Just like the police come in when I've been watching the another forty eight. I'm like, oh yeah, he uh, just tell us where he's at, man. If you tell us where he at, we're gonna do our best to go out and get him. And they got nigga cops, black cops, helping white officers solve cases where the real problem is the system and the differential between the resources and shit. Like nigga, you you put infrastructure in the neighborhood, you ain't gonna have niggas selling drugs killing each other. But you're going to focus on the, the, the result of you, of the depravity of the resources, and see, you you already know what the outcome's going to be. If you come in like you're helping out by solving murders, when all you have to do really is put some fucking infrastructure in the neighborhood. You're selling keys to a people who you know is broke, and then when they buy your dope to try to get money to survive, you're going to come in here and bust everybody. Almost with the white boy Chris shit. Like, what the fuck is that shit? That's supposed to be you helping out the community, we getting rid of these crack houses. Because we getting all the drug dealers off the street. We acting like we selling them drugs, let them buy the drugs, go sell it to y'all. Then when they get all the money, we come bust everybody, get them up out of there, helping y'all out. Like, man, fuck. To the point where we ask them niggas to come in, we got motherfuckers calling them up. Like, yeah, y'all need to come get these drug dealers from off our street and shit. You gonna sell a nigga some work and then bust a nigga after he buy the work and try to sell it. Like what type of shit is that? And you know niggas is thirsty. You know people who's out here hurting. It's crazy as fuck. Like he said, since he's sitting back playing his game with these motherfuckers, like somebody just needs to I mean up the ante on them. Crazy shit, man. And ain't no black lawyers talking about this shit. Obama ain't talking about that shit in a sense where we're talking about letting motherfuckers out. They're going to be right the fuck back in if you cut their sentence down, nigga. You cut their sentence down because, okay, they got hit with heavy time for a nonviolent crime. If you don't stop the system, that's causing them to still have to go back out there and maybe hustle a little bit. Nigga, you ain't doing shit. What is that? You still ain't stopping the flow of the narcotics coming in from, you know what I mean, out of the country into our neighborhood. So how is you fucking helping me? I heard niggas saying, speaking on that, like, yeah, man, Obama cutting niggas' sentences down, bro. He done let some motherfuckers out because they done been there for a long time and this and that. So, good day, man. Well, he ain't let out nobody I know. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> it's just like this is the type of shit we be hearing. You know, so this type of shit I heard, and I'm like, man, come on, man. I know y'all ain't that slow, dude. Like he was, he was, he was a senator when this shit was going on. You know what I said? So he knew what the fuck was popping. And then, like, uh, 
Like, like you saying, it's just, uh, to me, the real criminals is the niggas in the Senate, the student ties, and the niggas in the FBI and the CIA. These are the real motherfuckers, and they running around like we, like we the fucking biggest threat to this goddamn system. They the motherfucking criminals. Been the criminals. Crazy shit. We coming for ours, though. But you know, people waking up, just like in the movie The Major, with a small group. And I'm number no steady group. People are waking up. I thought about that. And then, like you said, you got niggas like the uh, Amin Ra squad and niggas popping up at the millions, million mark marks, man. I mean, it's too much shit going on for niggas to be talking that little half-ass on the move type shit. Like, nigga, like I said, y'all wasn't down there calling that nigga out and then giving an alternative. Y'all wasn't down there doing nothing. Fuck that all. We was just on the outskirts. Fuck you at the Smithsonian for, nigga. Well, you know, our people need um, history in its proper context before they need to uh, front like they know the metal netta. But we're not taught history in its proper context. Who was taught that the framers of the constitutions were criminals of the highest kind? Nobody. Not until you get into the works of the master teachers that outside outside of the periphery of white uh, racism uh, uh, academia that this information starts to crystallize for you that you start to realize uh, the very so-called people that are holding up law and judging you by it have no right. So you know until we get enough uh, of our people um, to come into that realization. We will continue to have um, millions of our people um, on the uh, modern-day plantation known as prisons. No doubt. I mean, the prison shit really spawns from, like you saying, the miseducation of our people, even when they're going through the public fucking food system. So you teach them nothing. Like, I saw the uh, video, the sister getting slung by the security guard. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? First of all, she was supposed to have been taught. Those young people in them schools supposed to have been taught, like, this is your enemy. So they were supposed to be taught the rules of engagement. So when the motherfucker approached her, you know what I mean? Look, this ain't the time for this type of behavior. Like, our children need to be taught this shit from a very young age. What do you mean, brother, when you say this ain't the time for that behavior? Like, um, when I saw the video, I saw the guy, like, he was asking. I, I, heard, I heard him say, oh, I don't know you. 
don't know you. You're talking yeah. about the cop yeah. that assaulted the young sister the young at sister. a desk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I was so proud of I, that sister. That To me, uh, I, I, I felt her African warrior spirit. <laughs> the fact that the no sister uh, resisted knowing she did nothing wrong. No doubt. Now, but I'm saying, I I agree with you that our children need to have that realization that they are at war, that they are uh, kidnapped uh, victims. But their parents don't know that because of the hoodwink of integration. No. Say, so look at that movie, The Matrix. Think about that. It's psychological. But I think it's like, like, okay, say that was a young black male right there. Now, I think that situation would have been maybe a little bit more, uh, you know what I'm saying, catastrophic. So when I'm saying about the little sister, it's like, like I didn't really hear all the all the audio, but I heard the dude look, look like he, he was saying, you don't know me. Like he was saying, oh, I don't know you, huh? So I'm like, Sometimes in certain situations, have to teach our children, like, look, now is not the time for a specific response depending on what the situation is. Because I just, only thing I was, I'm like, I didn't want to see that little sister get hurt like that. You know what I'm saying? Not to say she was wrong. But what the civil rights movement teach us? You could be as Uh peaceful as you want. You could be as conciliary as you want and they still going to come for you. The thing that I needed to see was our I'm children being that. raised the right way, so when the cracker came to lay his hands on her, all the other African children in that classroom was on his ass. No doubt. No doubt. It should got to be taught, though. <laughs> in a sense, like, if that shit ain't laid out properly, we're going to have casualties of our babies because we said the motherfucker let them know the rules of engagement. You know what I'm saying? But that's what that and that's that's my main point. We gotta start schooling our youth to let them know how to react in situations like that. Other than that, their thought process is, you know, I'm 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 a teenager, I'm in school. Like, this motherfucker can't put his hands on me like that. And technically, you're right. But due to the fact, like, like we behind enemy lines, that ain't the way it's going to go down for us. So we have to prepare them for the encounters based on the fact that, you know what I mean, you, you're in a war. You're in a collective war. You can't respond like these white kids will respond. They don't oh, see, I'm not going to teach my child that. I'm, I'm telling you that right now, you know, the onus is on the, uh, the adults because we're the ones sending them there. So we no need doubt, to stop no sending our children to the motherfucking enemy, all right, so they don't have to experience that. that. No doubt, no doubt. Like part of that. That's first and foremost. You, you right on with that. Why are the oldest people on the planet sending their kids to these new people's schools? That doesn't make sense. The same people who kidnapping our people and holding them for ransom and in these 
jail, prison, you know what I'm saying, military complexes and so forth. That's what they also serve as well because the military got a, the military got a prison too. <laughs> so, you know, these are the same people who are imprisoning, who are imprisoning you to, you know, and want to teach your children. That's, that's backwards. And we're the oldest people on this planet. That's backwards. I say. And you know what's also, this to me just adds insult to injury. I found out that a lot of times after uh, one of our family members have done a bid, they actually have to pay, I, don't, I, I forgot, I think it's called restitution. They actually have to pay restitution. They have to pay the enemy for locking them up nine times out of ten on some shit they didn't do. That's insane. Yeah. Because you have to be yourself. And that's what's going on. Yep. That's crazy. And you, we got black politics. Where's Obama on that? Where was he when he was a community activist on that? Where was he when he was a senator on that? Where is he as the president? Where are all the black uh, House of Representatives? Because ain't nobody black or women that a uh, half-breed uh, Cory Booker, I think, uh, took over the cracker in Jersey spot. That's how he's in the Senate. But there hasn't been another for a long time. Obama was the first one after the sister, who I can't think of her name. Um, she out of Illinois. But after Obama left the Senate, there was no um, Africans in the Senate. But still, those in the House of Representatives, how are you there? And this is the case, that the government, the state, can lock our men up nine times out of ten for something they didn't do. They all the shit that you, you, you get charged for, like the families to make phone calls and all this shit. And then when you get out, you got to pay these motherfuckers again for locking you up. Where's the bills on the floor to end that shit? And I swear it ain't kidnapping. Shay. Yeah. So when I look at the whole joint, you know what I'm saying? Like sister community saying this shit is modern day slavery, bro. This shit's still in effect. It's even worse now. This shit's raw. When the only criminal on the planet is a cracker. The world's greatest criminal. Mm Mm-hmm. Because everybody else is in there for surviving. Any time, every time I went to jail, that's the first thing I convinced myself. I, I ain't, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't do it. I'm going to say I'm, you know, I, the the circumstances of which I was fitted don't fit the circumstances of a known individual. Feel me? Because you was trying to collect reparations like pigs. The motive for black crime is poverty. And if the motive for black crime is poverty, 
the motive is something that's social and political. Feel me? So everything is connected. Because what's the relationship between the commissioner and the mayor, right? Is the commissioner the top policeman? Ashay, and he's selected by the mayor. By the mayor. That means that the, the he's the best. The next, the, the the mayors are oftentimes old commissioners. I can give you, I can give, I can cite a proof right now. San Bernardino, California. Their mayor was an old judge who brought in PC one thousand. Well, I was fuck one brother born what about? Well, this is actual fact. PC one thousand. He put he. He was famous for dr- in drug court for giving brothers, or not just brothers, offenders who came in there really with high levels of dope and gave them the option to say they were using. So he 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 he's famous as being the mayor in that city now for cleaning up the streets. And really, when he cleaned up the streets, was about initiating drug programs. And I don't know if this is. In California, but have y'all been noticing this? Where high level, so so called high areas of crime and projects get broken apart, and then they build a school right there. Y'all notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed it. They did a little sting on a little. Area around my city, short north, developed like a bunch of little uh, tactical fucking uh, drug squads and shit. Say it's a high crime, high drug area. Going there, arrest up a bunch of motherfuckers, and they ship everybody, give them vouchers to move out to the fucking birds, like income based housing and shit. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what they, what they, what they, I, I know what you're talking about. They're doing the same thing. I'm talking about where they build the schools next to the high crime area so that if you get cracked with some dope, the shit go up because it's possession of dope within 100 feet of a, of a school area. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so you get like an extra fucking five, ten years out of any of that stuff that you're doing. Right. Like, like for example, there's this area called Little Africa where Little Africa was like townhousing was the hood. They tore down a third of it. Left what was left and built literally two schools within a three block radius. Feel me? Where the area was. I'm like, what the fuck? And that made me think about everything. I said every college, especially every major college and every institution is built over a high culture area. Feel me? What you talking about, nigga? They destroyed little Africa to build them schools right there. What you think they did to the Indians? Feel me? Every I'm talking about in America. Every motherfucking university, every 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 European school is built over a high culture area. Something happened in that area prior to that school being made there. It wasn't on the cool. They just did build the school there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was an area of contention. 
because I don't see why niggas can make this connection because niggas are, you know, they study all them Illuminati and all that shit right there. And they, they why did the uh, skull and bones steal Geronimo's head? Or skull? Y'all, y'all heard that before, haven't you? No, I have not. Okay. Educate me, please. The same fraternity that, that, that Bush belonged to? When Bush was going against so-called Kerry, y'all remember that? Uh-huh. Them niggas belong to the same fraternity. I ain't voted in 13 years. And that's one of the reasons, because they belong for the same party. But it's a, it's, it's said that the fraternity Skull and Bones have weird initiation rituals, and they also are credited for possessing Geronimo's head. Y'all remember in How High? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brother Negro, I heard they be uh, drinking blood out of that skull or something like that from the ritual. Why Geronimo's head? And who was Geronimo? I know who Geronimo You know what I mean? What? Remember How High with Red Man and Method Man? Mm-hmm. Remember that scene when the nigga said, when, when somebody stole the plant? Uh uh-uh. uh, and they had they was like, well, fuck it, like, we gonna nigga, we gonna have to create another plant. And the nigga said, well, let's go dig up an old nigga. That was ritual. Mm. Who they dig up? They, didn't they dig up Thomas Jefferson? Yeah, yeah, they dig up Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The same nigga that Farrakhan picked up and smoked his, made the white boy smoke his finger, and made the white boy dig. Y'all remember that part? Made the white boy dig it and put it on his back and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Keep digging. <laughs> they dug they dug it out. Red man dug that motherfucker. He had no problem with desecrating the cracker's grave. But he made the cracker drag it back to the to the dorm. <laughs> That was a ritual. But they, they put the twist on it. Instead of it being the high Ivy League school raiding Geronimo, it was two niggas coming to the Ivy League school raiding the cemetery, one of theirs. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Very crafty. See, I'm going to watch that again now. Method Man, they, they ain't stupid. Method Man, Method Man, they wasn't done with they shit. But uh, brother Mickerai, man, you said something earlier about uh, I mean uh, about them about them putting putting schools in high cultural areas. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when we had went to Tulsa, that's exactly what they had did. You know, they had uh, you know, after the Tulsa riot, they, you know, the the uh, what's that school right there? Was it Oklahoma State or something like that? You remember what school it was? But they they had bought that area right there, and then what they did, they just gave the niggas the little building so they can tell the story. Hmm. Hmm. So, so now niggas, so now all that area right there used to be all black land. I mean, all black area, you know, Black Wall Street land. That shit a right. college camp. That shit a college campus now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
That's what Altamidas said is called a slave burial. Well, when they bury your body, what they said, and bury, he bit with you, uh, he said to bury your reputation and your history as well. They mass, they mass, and one hand, they take the energy that was created, that, you know, in that culture area, but they manipulated to serve them by putting an institution over it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that, if that makes sense to the why, you know, to the, to the family, you know what I'm talking about. See, if I was talking to an Amara Goon, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? But we still with a lot I call that recycling. Because Europeans do, you know, when Europeans say Hitler had all kind of mystics around him, people jumped in that shit, ooh, yeah, motherfuckers, yeah, recyclers around him, energy recyclers, you know what I'm saying? That's one way, right? That's one way to keep in the energy to keep the energy streaming in your favor regarding information because when it all fall out, people say, well, it's education. We need to educate the people. And, and sometimes it is education. But who's from education? The school. Is, that's what the problem Boom, right there. It's going to be a, a Western education. It's going to be named after a cracker or something. Or they'll name it after the fallen martyr. They ain't got no problem with doing that. They'll name it after a black motherfucker. You're going to start seeing Arab names for schools popping up. Watch them. But they don't have Western curriculum. I know what, Nunu got the mind of a old religious perversion or uh, nut. <laughs> and that nigga had the nerve to say, ain't no way we can win. I was shocked, because he ain't an old nigga. And I, I have to... uh uh really side with uh, the suit, and, like, I have to question, uh, uh, do you really know our history? Like, you know what I'm saying? How can you say the things that you said on that show Saturday about our people? And you're going to stand in front of them and te- call yourself teaching them? What the fuck you teaching them? Uh, pushing them more deep into mental slavery? Nigga, you scared. You ain't RBG. You you ain't got none of Marcus Garvey up up in you. Nigga, you scared. Ain't no way we can win. I think he said that that because he was trying to debase the philosophy of the actual uh, show as far as feet on the ground. These niggas be talking about holding the line. He was basically trying to make it sound like to me, like, oh, y'all motherfuckers is stupid trying to do this shit like y'all gonna really beat the white man. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make it seem like what the fuck we was doing was a waste of time because basically that's the only way a motherfucker is going to win is if a nigga engaged, like you have to engage with your enemy. Other than that, you ain't got a shot at doing nothing nowhere. But that's the only that's the only premise he could come with because on the knowledge premise, he would have got shut out. So what he tried to do is, you know what I'm saying, uh, make the ideology 
uh, the format of the show sound as if they so ludicrous, nobody should be fucking with the show. You know what I'm saying? Well, brother, I'm not even that. trying to um, interpret what he said. I'm just going by what he actually said. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm because mm-hmm. that speaks about him. It don't speak about What's the show. That? don't speak about the family member on feet on the ground. It speaks mm-hmm. about Joe ass, and I don't even know if the brother 30. And you talking about ain't no way we can win? But then you obviously have never read the book that your show was entitled of, of the destruction of black civilization, because we come from people who don't know the word of defeat, and that's according to the cracker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are you... T- Sorry. Oh, no, you, you say quick. Nah, King, I need to stop because I'm, I'm getting hot again. Let me stop. The nigga being a fit now for our oppression, that's what it is. He don't want to start stop getting them benefits. I say, Queen. I say, Black Power, y'all. Black Power. Black Power. Yeah, that's what he was emphasizing. This student, and what he was, what he was making his comparative analysis of on our, our defeat or what our uh, legitimacy on being rebellious was was very fraudulent. And it was a, it's it's niggas screaming black power is getting assistance from the government. Section <laughs> eight. What the yeah, fuck? They got it's slavery, nigga. Anything that's cracker, he owe us more. You don't think we gonna take it? Yeah, we taking food stamps, nigga. We taking whatever fuck we can get, nigga, from this motherfucker. We gonna take it. But but the fact that he uses that as weight, like on you know, he he comes off with some Armageddon religious type shit. I mean, when he says it's over for us, and that's really uh, religious talk. That's what I think the fuck that shit is. But he's speaking for himself. He's speaking for me. I know we come where we come from. He's speaking for his motherfucking self. And see, just to show you, and goes, you know, all about biology. That's really his forte is biology. But he don't know shit about African history. All you got to do is ask Ngozi this question right here. How the fuck do you give a linguistic group a genetic marker? And he'll shut the fuck up because he can't answer that question. Because you can't do it. It's that's like saying we can uh based on this DNA sample, uh this motherfucker probably spoke German. No, no, that's a bad example because if, if there's anything of a European descent, yeah. But you can't just get a you know, it's like intelligence. You can't no fucking DNA correlate. You know? And brother, Black Power, and I'm sorry for cutting your wisdom, brother, but I, I'm going to go on the line and say uh, he knows biology from a European perspective on some real shit. Because when he came in, he and what's interesting is that they had Dr. Francis Klaus Welsing on their show before. And he comes in and says she's a dermatologist. Well, she a dermatologist, which she's not. But he's saying that to say if you're not a dermatologist, then you can't speak on melanin. And that's some bullshit. Yeah, I know. 
he studied biology, what you will find out is that they purposely exclude melanin. I don't care if it's biology. I don't care if it's anatomy and physiology. They purposely exclude it. You'll talk about the retina and never know that the retina is made up of melanin. They'll talk about how, you know, uh, uh, the photons, the eye catch the photons and, 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 and capture that light. Well, what the fuck is in the retina that's allowing it to capture that light? Melanin, the only chemical known to capture light and reproduce itself. But you're not taught that. I got my A&P book right here. We deal with the brain, never talking about how the brain's surrounded by neuromelanin, never dealing with the fact that the neuron and the melanocyte got the same exact fucking shape and function. Mm-hmm. One short, one long way. Never talk about it. We deal with the different stages of a zygote, a zygote being uh, uh, coming into creation from the fertilization of the ovary by the spermazoa. Never talking about what the ectoderm is made of. Oh, melanin. Now, why is it that Europeans who are supposed to love science so much, why do they leave that out? Do they not see that in the microscope? Why is that left out? You're dealing with the air. Why is it left out, melanin left out? Then the work of the auditory system, the nervous system, the, the 12 fucking sites, starting with the brain stem, which sits on top of it, the locus carulus, which is nothing but a ball of melanin. All the sites of the spinal cord. Why is not melanin mentioned? Why is it? Even when you got something called substana negra, which means black substance. What is that black substance? Why don't they just say melanin? So he comes from it from a Eurocentric perspective. I agree. And why he, they questioning my motherfucking... Uh... My uh, field and whatnot, that nigga ain't Goji's a pharmacist at Walgreens. <laughs> now, you got to be good to be a pharmacist. You have to be good at knowing dope. Brother, why is he not working as a biologist? You got me he confused. Is. He is. Not saving lives. <laughs> So, you know, his position really speaks to itself. You understand, man? When you listen to arguments, okay. you do it. I got to figure out how you working as a pharmacist with a biology degree. Because you have to take uh, pharmacology. You just have to memorize the names of the drugs. And he's very yeah, good tech. at remembering things. So he yeah, must have started out as a tech because yeah, he's a pharmacist. He's going to have to help me understand how he has a degree in biology and working as a pharmacist at Walgreens. 
No, it's not far fetched. You don't have to have a be a, you don't have to have a master's to uh be a tech. You just have to know the well, drugs. Well, to be a pharmacist tech, no, you don't. But to be a pharmacist, you gotta have a, a BA in, in pharmacology or a good memory. Or to hook up by a cracker beast to get that position. Because I, uh, a sister, you know, an ex of mine was, she's, she worked as a, pharma, a pharmacist, and she didn't even have a degree. But she knew her shit. She knew the effects, you know, drugs, the drugs, the effects, and side effects of it. You know, basic pharma, pharmacy shit regards to, you know, when she heard, oh, oh, you got this. You did that for that. She, she, she didn't have a college degree at all. But for him to get one, it, you have to have a niche for re- regurgitating that type of stuff. So I, I, I couldn't do that type of shit, be real, because it, it's just, you just follow it, you know, just, it, it's a it's a protocol to it. And it's mainly off memory. Now, I got okay memory, you know, I smoke weed, but it's nothing to be improvised. I like improvising. So, but anyway, yeah, that nigga's a, a pharmacy tech. So, nigga, when you try to talk all that shit, nigga, you you give them more drugs that's killing motherfuckers in our community. Now, now let me stop. <laughs> well, that's a fact. Every medication that is put on this market has an adverse effect. They weigh, they outweigh what they call the therapeutic effect versus its adverse effect. Down to the aspirin. Every goddamn pill. I ain't never heard about no pharmacy tech talking evolution. No, that's crazy. No, that's crazy. <laughs> I'll take a promethazine when I hear a pharmacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you supposed to be telling us about the effect of promethazine, nigga. And while we think these youngsters need to stay away from it, you know, you go to conferences talking about evolution. And even what this is saying with that melanin, once they start taking them synthetic drugs, they become a binding agent to that melanin, and it makes them crave that shit even more than, you know what I'm saying, Europeans crave that shit. Yep. Worst drug for melanin is crack. That's why crack cocaine... Ain't no fucking way in hell Ricky uh, Ross created that shit. Well, nobody had the knowledge. Who would carbonize cocaine? That's what crack is. Bisodium carbonate, a.k.a. baking soda. That's refined carbon. Sodium carbonate. You know what I'm saying? Carbonizing the cocaine. See, now you got me thinking. How does a pharmacist tech or a pharmacist want to regulate melanin to the skin when you're giving out melatonin and serotonin? Mm-hmm. And melanin, melanin-based drugs like dopamine, all those amines and shit. 
sensation and um what's the other one? When they talk about the controlling moods, happiness, that's 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 a direct connection with um serotonin and serotonin production is coming through uh sunlight. You could produce you they say the studies came out, they say you can uh ten minutes a day in the sun is all you need for depression. And look at it, look at the look at the context. That's how you know y'all heard this shit before that they can um play with your moods but with certain colors. Uh-huh. That's why hospitals are certain they wear certain colors to get right. Yeah, it's been like, yeah, that's that's just a reaction out of emotion. There's a reason why they always show depressed black. That's a fucking misnomer. The, the black is coming from lack of sun, not from black people or black people representing or being the symbol of depression. You see what I'm saying? But we always smile. Some people smile. And then the psychological evaluation, uh, psych, a, psych, a psych test came out that said that 10 minutes in the sun relieves depression. Ain't that ironic? We've been, obviously, we already knew this, huh? <laughs> Get out that cave, Fred. <laughs> Quit chewing on that bone and, and sitting in that cave and go out there. <laughs> well, the show will be off. Let me hang up in a couple minutes. Thank if you God. take mythologies and put them with history, you can even say uh, 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 at one point they was afraid of the sun when they first came out them caves. Plato does a good job of uh, describing that in the Timus. Who else would describe Africa? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.